Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome back to the Wee Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment of the Classic Horror Retrospective Franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout all of the Jaws, Jumpy, and other Shark movies have been Alexander Chuck. G'day. Alison Holland. I have a question for you, Al. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. Do you fall asleep with that opening of the horror show stuck in your head from saying it no, so much? No, but whenever I think about it, I can't say it. I can only say it when I don't think, and we did that on a couple of episodes. Oh, so you just have to let it spill out. Yeah, if I remotely think about what I'm meant to say, then it doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for answering. Uh, Thank you for asking. And capital T, the Thomas McCann. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) All the rest of you, lowercase. (laughs) We're here to talk about the Jaws wrap-up. Very exciting indeed. But before we get to all of that fun, please go out to your stuff with the things and the places where you can subscribe for us and you can rate us. It helps us out a whole bunch. Find We Are Geeks. We don't do Patrons. We don't do banner ads. And by the love of the entire diminishing Brody family, we'll not try and sell you any... Fossilized shark teeth. You can't just hold things out. You've got to say them for the audio listeners. I did. I said it. You did. After a dramatic sort of event. I was giving game. you all <laughs> a visual. Applause for applause. <laughs> it's a good shot, too, if you got there. How, Thank what, you. what type of sharky? It is an Otodus obliquus, which they believe is the megalodon is a part of the same genus. Otodus. So, Otodus. Yep. Okay. It is between 35 and 50 million years old. Oh, wow. Oh. I mean, that's quite a big margin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How old are people? Collectively? Six. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just really hope at some point there's something living on, I mean, the Earth won't make it probably, let's be honest. But I hope at some point in the future there's something living on the planet that looks back on human beings and like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, between Those like fuckers 70 didn't last and 200 very long. million years ago, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> we're not I sure. I think our, the first... Yeah. They existed we were, for we were around like 2.5 million years ago. 200,000 yeah. years. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Science. Like, oh, this is going, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shambles. <laughs> uh, if you are new to us also. We're sorry. Um, we, yeah, basically. <laughs> do other things with your time. The wrap-up episode is where we like to revisit all the films that we've just done in the said franchise. We're going to talk about some of the stuff going on around those films. We're going to put the films in order. We're going to go through some other rankings. There might be a quiz. Who knows? Ooh, Um, the old quizzer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they call it. And yes, if you haven't actually heard our Jaws retrospective, then if you want to hear about those films, go back. We do fucking three hours on each movie or something where you're actually going to learn about the movies properly and our thoughts on them here. We're just going to sort of breeze through, but you will get a nice little overview. So I know some people only listen to our wrap-ups. I've had people say that to me. Where they're just like, yeah, I just like to like get that little digestible couple of our chunk. <laughs> you talk too much in the other ones. I'm only going to listen to the <laughs> yeah. final. It's absolutely correct. 
It's like reading the last page of a book. It's almost like we're wasting our time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had fun. I don't, I don't know about that. I have and, fun too. And I learned about sharks. You forgot that. Oh, you learn about the movies, but you also learn about sharks. Mm. He forgets about that every time. Sure. That's why I'm, I'm reminding him now. Thank you, Tom. I think you're my biggest fan. <laughs> it's a sliding scale. All right. So before we get into stuff, we don't have to do any of a normal preamble, which is exciting. We just get to breeze through the films that we covered. This was a weird franchise because there's only four films. And we decided kind of just for shits and giggles to throw in a couple other movies that we thought were appropriate and allowed us to continue watching Sharks being ridiculous. So we did the four Jaws films and then we did The Reef, which was for us representing what Jaws started from, which was low budget and actually trying to be spooky. And then we did The Meg, which is what kind of Jaws became, which is the summer blockbuster and based on a novel. And it went in order of years that they were released. This is true. This is yeah. true. And, and I will just say that shits and giggles were present in both. <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> was this the reveal? Confirmed. You didn't tell us, didn't tell us on the days. That we <laughs> he, he put the picture of the shit behind him. <laughs> yeah. Digitally. That is true, actually. Mm. Virtually. Oh, we still have the opportunity to change the uh, the picture for our podcast for that one. So we, <laughs> we have recorded these a little bit uh, ahead of time, which is not how we normally do things. But for once, we were like, let's get ahead of the game. So I do want to say, because at the end of this show, please be excited for our final list. I went and watched... Every single shark movie that's ever been in the cinema over the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. Which sounds like an accomplishment. There aren't that many. But it's still an accomplishment when you see how bad they are. <laughs> and there's one which sadly I haven't been able to see because it comes out about two weeks from when we're recording. But it will be out by the time these podcasts go up. So, Did I you apologize. watch Dick Shark? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that got a cinematic release, Alex. Oh. <laughs> It definitely got a release. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Nice. Just walk away on that. Okay, so we started in 1975 with Jaws. It got a solid 8 out of 10 on the old IMDb's. I mean, so again, we just do like a little paragraph summary of how we felt about each of these films as we breeze through. I don't know what else there is to say about Jaws. It's a fucking masterpiece. Like, there's very Agreed. little that I find wrong with that movie other than, sure, some of the effects look a little bit ropey. But it's a movie I've seen literally hundreds of times because of an ex-girlfriend who had to watch it every single night to go to sleep to oh. <laughs> five years of my life. <laughs> wow. Sounds like I should Glimpsing be friends there. with that girl. <laughs> Maybe she's still doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. It's just, just, I mean, for me, again, I think the thing that I realized this time watching it with more of a critical eye on, it was a trifecta of the three like men at the center of the story and the different things they were representing to do with like class and personality traits that like a, a short cliched male trait, personality traits. But I really watching it this time, I like really appreciate like it's that energy between the three of them and that relationship between the three of them that makes it absolutely magic. And then, you know, the score, the cinematography, the casting, mm. like some particular amazing directing decision. Like it's just, it's just one of those magic movies where everything adds up to make. A the, th the thing that stood out to me most when I rewatched it, everything you just said, but was it was the fact that the movie is essentially like split completely down the middle. Like the first hour is one movie, and the second hour is literally when they head out to sea with the jaunty adventure music playing. And it's like mm -hmm. I never really because yeah, I mean I've seen Jaws loads of times, but I had never sat down and sort of critically analyzed it like we did and that was one of the things that really stood out to me which should I mean, it only, it only gets really better. Yeah. Crazy. and it's funny like for me having talked about that tom and that sort of split it sort of made me also recognize how spielberg used that similar template in jurassic park 
and like how he mm. is so clever at sort of merging. I think I said this last week, merging kind of different tones and styles into one kind of cohesive, really wonderful film. And, and, and yeah, I think you can go back and watch this and pick out different things each time. For me, it was like watching it this time, I really focused on the writing and just how wonderful and natural and layered that is and how well it builds the world and builds Amity and then builds these characters. And yeah, it was really great going back and watching this. Yeah, I think especially it being split in between almost exactly the hour mark. The first half does a really, really good job setting up the town, setting up Brody, giving you really interesting characters that are fun to watch. And then the second half, in theory, sounds boring. Like if you say the second half of the movie is just all on the ocean, them trying to get the shark. That sounds like it would drag on and like it would just be the shark gets close and then you miss and the shark gets close again and then you still can't kill it and the shark gets close again and maybe someone dies but the shark doesn't die and it just seems like it could drag on but because like al mentioned the three characters are so fun to watch and really the opposite of each other and the dialogue is so well written and the way that they speak over each other just feels very very natural and it's just as fun to watch either half of the film and it's it's every time you go back there's new things that you'll find that you wouldn't have noticed the first time i tell you what as well when i was going back earlier just kind of looking through my notes for each of the films having now watched everything that we've watched since to go back and just looking through jaws again and just sort of remind myself of it, it was just like man like no spoilers but like the chasm of quality difference between uh, <laughs> oh, yes. between Jaws and the rest. Like, it's just, like, you know, I'm looking at my notes and I could tell I was trying to find little nitpicks whilst watching it. It's like, compared to what comes after this, like, this is, yeah. you know. Yeah. So when nothing. I was watching, like, these movies, I had a friend who wanted to watch 47 Meters Down, so we were syncing up to watch with her, like, remotely. And then just as we were about to start the movie, she said her sister suddenly realized she had seen 47 Meters Down and didn't like it and thought that we were going to watch The Shallows because she hadn't seen The Shallows yet. So we were like, fine, we can swap to The Shallows. But I was like, honestly, in my opinion, 47 Meters Down is much better. We'll get to that later. And then she replied saying, my sister tells me that, you know, 47 Meters Down is not as good as Jaws. And I was like, well, no, nothing. Duh. Like, I'm saying the chasm <laughs> No Jaws. shit. To every other shark movie is so enormous, like yeah. so big, it's not even funny. And what we'll get to later that I find hilarious is that no one's tried to actually replicate Jaws. Like what they all replicate is there's some people floating around in the water. That's not Jaws. Yeah. Never. That's not the, yeah. It's so strange. Yeah, sorry. Jaws was budgeted at $7 million. It did a box office of $470 million, And if you don't know it, it literally created the summer blockbuster. Jaws 2, 1978, gets a 5.8 out of 10 on the odd IMDb, budgeted at 30 million, though, over three times, and box office only 208 million, so half the box office. This for me, and again, we're not going to like spoil our rankings, but this for me is such a weird one because it's like, look, it's proficiently made. Like, on pay, it's like it's a totally fine movie, things just happen in it, there's like one good scene. <laughs> One things scene. just happen <laughs> things just happen well, it's just like they do the thing. it just feels like a movie that everybody including people behind and front of the camera are sleeping like that's how it feels to me it's like we're just making this because you're going to make it I there's a scene just... i reminded myself of like, my notes when the kids are out in the water and I, I remember just being so like taken by how bored they all looked it's when they're all sitting yeah. in the, they're stranded <laughs> and one of them suggests playing charades mm -hmm. like 
in the movie. And it's like, wow, like this is like in the last half hour of the movie. You guys are meant to be terrified. This is like when the movie's like a slasher yep. and the kids are being stalked and they're sitting there looking as bored as I imagine a lot of the audience is at that point. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the perfect metaphor for me for this movie. So this is such a weird one and we'll get to it when we do the rankings because I was like, this is a totally proficient movie. It's certainly not bad like most of these movies that we're going to talk about are. <laughs> but for me, it's more offensive because I'm just so bored. Like it's just like... I just, would argue that the script is as bad if not worse just right. because there were so many arguments and confusion over who the main characters were yes to yeah. the point that the audience is like i don't know anybody but it feels like there are a lot of people i'm supposed to know yes and it makes no sense you know what you mean yeah like, and i mean you get to the end as well and it's like wait there's another person there's another teenager. yeah I like, remember that teenager fucking that guy i've never seen him you know i used to I think I said this in the podcast. I used to rank this quite highly and sort of very openly be like, hey, no, you should watch Jaws 2. It's it's great. Like, it's not as bad as people think. And I mean, it is, yeah, it's competently made. It feels like they've got the sandbox that Spielberg has created and set up to play with, but they just haven't they prepared don't, or played They don't with play with the well. toys, yeah. They just yeah, they don't play with the toys <laughs> prepared properly. And there's just kind of all these missed sort of, opportunities for me watching this because it's like it kind of goes down the angle of Brody you know having a lot of PTSD and dealing with that mm. but it never really fulfills that and then it's like you've got all these kids and like that's a cool little angle but it's like yep. you introduce 10 kids and it's like we can't care about any of them yeah so it's a, it's sort of like yeah it's just all sort of these missed sort like, of why are we here <laughs> yeah you just yeah, feel the yeah. arguments happening amongst the filmmakers over who this movie's about yeah yep. yeah absolutely so then we moved on to 1983 Jaws 3D, which gets a 3.7 out of 10 on the old IMDb, budgeted at 18 million, so kind of splitting the difference between the first two. Box office, though, even less at $88 million. This is a movie that when we did our show, I feel it was very much separated into those of us who watched it with other people and those of us who watched it alone. Because I had a great time watching this movie. And this is the thing, it's like, it's much less proficiently made in many ways than Jaws 2. But I think the story is actually kind of great and it's very Michael Crichton-y, like crazy sort of comic book story. It's very Jurassic Parky, unlike basic sort of template. You get to watch Dennis Quaid running around on coke. Like it's just like <laughs> the great. shark is insane. The shot at the the fucking scene at the end with them just staring through the glass as it approaches the very slowly. It like <laughs> brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And the number of the of times that this shark swims backwards, <laughs> yeah. this humongous shark, yeah. which cannot swim backwards. And this is like that's like their favorite trick to use. This one's an actual like it's a stupid monster movie. Like that's what this one feels like. Yeah, and I'm totally yeah. on board for that. So I had a good time. With yeah. That. Another thing that kind of makes this more special for me now as well that we've gone through the series is that it's basically written out of the canon. <laughs> that it that it's sort of this it's it's its own kind of entity now, mm. and that I find just really amusing and kind of adds to this magic that's really bad in it. Just kind of like picking up that weird yeah. side issue comic, you know, which is like, but <laughs> yeah, what yeah. if this happened? <laughs> I think I prefer this movie in retrospect now because I did watch it by myself. And I think <laughs> I went into it just like, you know, with my critical eye on going, well, what is this movie about? And is this really talking about consumerism and SeaWorld? Whereas what I should have been doing is going, look, you know, there's Dennis Craig running around sweating profusely because he's <laughs> coked out of his face. You know, and I like have then done the podcast and spoken about it with you guys and thoroughly enjoyed talking about it in that context. And like now when I think back of all those scenes... I kind of have a more of a warm, fuzzy glow than I did when I watched it. Mm. So I think I'm sort of tricking myself a little bit, you know, because I thought it sucked. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, but oh, yeah, it's it entertaining. Yeah. I also just, the setting is really fun for me. Like the idea of having this at SeaWorld, as soon as I saw that before the movie started, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be, even if it's terrible, I'm going to enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, there's it's lots of things to, to see remember that from it. Basically, it's up to you yeah. how, you, how yeah. you kind of take those. Whereas the second one, I'm for just sure. like, Versus wow. two, you're like, um, I remember the ending. I remember nothing else yeah. other than being confused. And then we moved to 1987, Jaws, The Revenge, 3 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Budgeted a little bit higher at 20 million, but even less of a box office at 52 million. This movie is the one that is sort of infamous for being one of the worst movies ever made, but also it's on lots of lists of being so bad it's good. So I was really amped because after Jaws 3, which I found so bad it was good, come into Jaws Revenge I was like this is going to be even better in a bad way and I was bored 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 but it, like more than any of you lot, I think like I was really just like I can't get on board with this movie at all there's ridiculous stuff here that could have been a lot of fun like she's psychically connected to the shark but they're playing it so straight it's just boring and about the only joy I got out of it was kind of watching Michael Caine just on holiday really just be <laughs> so good well, they also cut out two of the most important parts of the story and then leave in all the parts connected to those storylines. Yeah. So you're either, I mean, I think it's hilarious that now people look back on this movie as an Oedipus complex because they cut yeah. out the part that makes this guy not trust Michael Caine. <laughs> so then he's just like pissed that Michael Caine's dating his mom the whole time for no reason and like watching them through windows it's so bizarre but when that's the way you can get enjoyment out of watch a film is like projecting some weird subtext <laughs> it's like yeah but it, yeah the fact that it fits so well is really plus we funny. should say the current version is out everywhere is the edited weird version which doesn't have the best bit of the whole movie that made yeah. it infamous right. which was her mm. spearing the shark with the fucking mast of the <laughs> boat <laughs> and instead it's this weird edit hatchet job of it exploding and like it does it makes absolutely so nothing weird. you're like what the fuck just happened and that was the, the best shark just bit. like touches the boat and explodes. You know, for me, this film is is equally bad and has some enjoyably horrific and bad moments in it, like Jaws 3D. But I think what I found frustrating with it was like Jaws 3D has, I think you were just saying, uh, has like a, just a very clear sort of premise and setup and narrative to it. Whereas this, amongst the kind of enjoyable stupidity, I was just frustrated and annoyed about with the story because it was just so far-fetched and so stupid and so unbelievable with the whole shark hunting them and following them from Massachusetts and her psychic connection <laughs> that it was like... Can I just say I that sounds constant- great when you say it? Like, yeah. <laughs> that excites me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but just the way that it was like, it was played of... Like, they were trying to ground that. They were trying to make that serious and believable. And so every time it dove into those moments and was like, this is... Serious, she has this. Uh, it just fucking annoyed me. Just standing, <laughs> standing in the water, awful. just looking out to sea. Just like, yeah. Um, re- reliving memories she wasn't present for. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and, you know, and like the start of this film, I actually enjoyed where we're like back in Amity and it's winter. It's and, Christmas, yeah. Yeah, and it's Christmas and it's like this different setting and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it's like, nope, we're going to go to the Bahamas and <laughs> don't worry, we'll bring the shark <laughs> with us. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I did, I did forget yeah. to say I read a lot of stuff about how Jaws 3D, sorry, is better now because by pure accident, it's one of those weird films where like different things have happened and because things about SeaWorld have now like come to light that people enjoy watching Jaws 3D as a revenge movie of the shark, like taking down the terrible things. Taking down SeaWorld, SeaWorld, saving the animals. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So then we moved out of Jaws and we yeah, went to the reef, which was out in 2010. 
It's a 5.8 out of 10, budgeted at $35 million, which is still the most ridiculous thing I, can, wow. I think I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Box office, $125 million. Like, this is a movie that I don't feel anyone really talks about. Did well, really did well. Really well. Yeah. So this is held up by many people as, you know, maybe the second best shot movie after Jaws and on most lists that you'll look at. In my brain, that's why I was excited to throw it in. And then I watched the trailer before we watched it and I was like, oh shit, actually maybe this is terrible because it looks like really cheap. And when we watched it, I had the most problem out of all of us. Like the first half an hour, I was like, oh, we fucked up. This is terrible. It's soap opera bullshit. The acting's terrible. The dialogue's terrible. The character's terrible. The directing's fine. I don't know where that 35 million went to. But went to that sausage she gave him. (laughs) 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 Uh, But then they get in the water and it gradually gets better and better and better. And they peer Uh, in the water. Not really because, uh, yeah. Peer into the water a lot. They peer. They lots of peering. Yeah, I'm not going to say like any of those other elements really get that much better. But it's just like this way they handle the sharks is the best, I think, of maybe any shark movie. Like it's the photography here is fantastic. Yeah, and the bad parts of it kind of, bless you. <laughs> the bad, the bad out, Sean, parts of it. <laughs> no more sneezing. <laughs> the bad parts of the reef kind of like disappear for the most part once they're in the water. Like they only yeah. cut back to the terrible relationship <laughs> sequences and pieces of dialogue very minimally, which is appreciated. I was surprised at how forgettable this was after quite enjoying it. Like a solid, it's just, you know, it's fairly solid little indie horror. But like even today, when I was trying to think back on it, I kind of it's just a bit of a nothing movie or maybe it's just getting overshadowed by the just insanity of the Jaws sequels or of how terrible things can mm. be it's because it's yeah, quite it's interesting. like this the one just middle of the ground this one actually stuck with me quite a bit and Bethany and I were talking about it the other day and like went back and watched one of the kills I think the first kill when Matt mm. dies because we, we really liked the setup of that and how it happened and then we were kind of like going back and forth of like, oh, did he die like this? Or is this when the shark came up? And then watching that again and then loving the bit when he's floating and the shark just comes up. Comes back, it's yeah. like so silent and understated, yeah. which is nothing like any of the other shark films we get. <laughs> yeah. And he just bobs down and you get the fin. But yeah, like the first half an hour is pretty like a grind in this film. And I never really cared about the characters, but I felt like I cared about the group, mm. if that makes sense. Once they're in the water, just like the staying together of the group without necessarily caring about the individuals. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was really great. And then we went to the polar opposite as we came to the Meg from 2018. It's a 5.7 <laughs> out of 10. It's But it's somewhere between 130 to $175 million. They're not sure. Box office, though, over a quarter of a billion, sorry, over half a billion dollars. I mean, what do you say about the make? <laughs> it's based on some stupid books that tried to basically rip off of Jurassic Park and did a great job at making tons of money trying to rip off of Jurassic Park. There are like five or six of those books. And the film spent a long time trying to get made. Like Deep Blue Sea put a kibush on it to begin with. And then like it just it was just going to cost too much money. I don't know, like, this is such a, like, I, again, I think we divided a little bit into the people who watched it with other people and the people who didn't. Like, I find this a good, fun party movie. Unfortunately for me, it's like two movies when it should be one. And because they've kind of squished two movies into one movie, the pacing is fucked. So I can't really get attached to any moment. There's definitely no spooky things happening in it. No. But no. visually, there are some fun moments, like nothing to the spectacle of anything in Jurassic Park. But visually, there's some fun things going on here. Jason Statham's hilarious. Shark looks good. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, it was like, 
if you're trying to make Jurassic Park's work. I love watching Jason Statham in this, but you don't put him as your lead if you're trying to make a movie where I'm really attaching to these characters. Well, it's, it's just, just, it's just trying to do everything. Like, it's trying to appeal to every market and tick every box and be action, but yeah. be funny and be sexy and be, you know, adventurous. It's just trying to do everything and changes locations and changes what the premise of the movie is or could be, you know, from like a siege thing in this, in their, uh, you know, their, I was going to say lair, but was there like their science center place? I yeah. can't speak like good. Less. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? It keeps shifting. It's going to be this type of movie then that. And it just tries to please everybody and just ends up being a total mess. And I mean, I was surprised at how dull I found it overall for a film that yeah. has just from taking on a prehistoric massive shark. I agree. <laughs> pretty, pretty dull. Like the safe, the moments are awesome because of him. Just, it's mm. just so bizarre. Like it's just, it's hard. I can't, I can't describe it, but it's, Whatever it is, it's it's state of magic. But yeah, just for me, it, like it lacks direction, and uh, for me, it's like just bring more of those big action sequences because they yeah they looked cool. I thought those were the fun parts. Yeah, yeah, and they're the fun parts, and there wasn't enough of that. For me, it's like this movie needs half the characters. Mm. And if you're going to have Statham in it as a lead, and let's use Jurassic World for a reference, you know, you make him the Chris Pratt character, but then he needs a foil against him. And you just have like those like two characters like that, and just like cut out all those other yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, she was better than she was. She was the best. She and Jason (laughs) and Statham are the two only good actors. That would have been really interesting. Him and a little kid and a giant shark. I'm on board. They do that in the second Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. with some other people, but yeah, this movie. I remember Sean and I saw it in theaters when it came out, and we had a lot of fun with it. I think it also had to do with the setting. We saw it at Alamo. We had popcorn and milkshakes and a, like just a mm. theater full of people who were like, we're just here to watch a fucking huge shark eat people. <laughs> and that's it. Those are our expectations. So it was fun in that setting. And it's a terrible story. The dialogue and drama are awful. <laughs> I really wish the romance was not in there because it doesn't, they put absolutely no effort into developing it essentially just what tom said they had that box that they had to tick so they're like oh she'll see him shirtless and fall in love great that works let's move on and then they just come back to it every once in a while it's terrible well, it's like we were saying last week as well it feels like the love interest was their ex-wife yeah, and just forgotten about halfway with, with some chinese investment they were like whoa yeah better, better just pivot let's actually make it <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's I feel like such an asshole saying this, but I, again, on second viewing was like, you know what? It's fun. It's stupid. It clearly knows it's stupid. I'm fine with that. As long as like, I wouldn't watch it by myself. I do think it's the kind of movie that is a party movie that you and your friends just get drunk and have fun with it. Mm. As soon as I watched one of the behind the scenes videos or like the making of video and I saw the director talking about it, it made me like it less because I realized (laughs) how seriously he was taking it. Mm. And I was like, that's not, you didn't do that though. That's yeah. if that was your goal, you yeah, failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's such a rare, there is something magical for me when you get a B movie that costs over a hundred million dollars. And this obviously costs way more than that. Yeah. That's something magical for me because it just happens so rarely. So I always get just, just weird perverse enjoyment out of seeing a bad B movie that has like that it's much really production value big. behind it. Yeah, even yeah. And, but the problem with that is yes, you have so many producers and studio heads and directors and creative people like pushing it in different directions. And for me, sometimes very occasionally that works. Like Kong for me works, but this does not. Like it's just a mess of different people pushing it in different directions for sure. All right. Those are the movies that we have discussed ad nauseum. We could have just done this. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for people um, who are listening to only this episode and not the other ones, no, you'll notice two of these don't belong in the franchise. Joel's Revenge requires an entire three-hour dissection. I, I mean, <laughs> Go back and listen. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure there's people out there that are thinking, I want to spend the next two months <laughs> listening to these people I really <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Speak about this every week. People that's have what, time on their hands pretend. right now. We pretend people are listening. <laughs> now we get into one of my favorite things we do in each wrap-up, the Rotten Tomatoes game. Oh. Uh, if you're new to the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. game, which for the look on Tom's face, he might be, <laughs> let me guide you through. I've been saying the IMDb scores throughout this wrap-up and each of our podcast episodes. Maybe they'll help you, maybe they won't. For people who don't understand the way these are done, IMDb scores are done by the audience rating, not by critic rating. Ron Tomato splits the audience and the critics into two completely unhelpful and yet industry-necessary standards <laughs> mm-hmm. that fuck up people's careers. And so very let's celebrate that. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes critics, Rotten Tomatoes audience. I'm going to tell you the score of one of those for each of these movies. You have to guess if the other one is higher or lower than oh. the score that I'm saying. And you might as well go for an exact number because the person who gets closest to the exact number will get an extra point. That is how this works. It's very exciting. Friendships are built or broken. On this. The other thing I like about this is realizing also how different the Rotten Tomatoes audience often is to the From IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. It can be. Will they be this time, Alex? Well, now we're influencing what Tom is going to say because now it's okay. I'm just going with the strategy of just using I'm just the it up IMDb anyway. score. I'm just, I'm just learning it up a bit. Don't you? I'm just going to cheat. It's okay. <laughs> 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 he says to the teacher. <laughs> He gets every single one right. <laughs> on so the this dot. time, on the dot. <laughs> this time, Alex, I'm actually going to give you the audience score, and you're going to be guessing okay. the critic score. Only Alex. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the rest of you too. Well, Tom's already taken him out because he's got glasses on, so we can see when he's cheating. <laughs> Jaws. The audience gave it ninety percent. Ninety percent from the audience, which is maybe the highest I've ever seen from an audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Did the critics go higher? Or lower. Oh, that's tough. Higher and we have to we it? have to guess a percent, right? You don't have to, but you, there's nothing. You're not going to lose anything, and you might as well because you could get an extra point by being the closest. Okay. I'm going to jump in and say higher. Yeah. Alex is saying higher. Ninety three percent. I was going to say that. Ooh. I'll say oh. I'll say ninety four. <laughs> I was going to say, say ninety. Well, so then I better. I was going to say ninety one, but I'll say ninety two. You're going well, higher. Higher. Interesting. Ali, what did you go with? Ninety four. Ninety four. Interesting. Well. I can say that you all, all of you get a point because it was indeed higher. Ah. So let me just put those into the algorithm machine. There you go. <laughs> Critics gave Otherwise Jaws known one. as a laptop. I mean, yeah. They gave it 98%. Oof. Wow. Ali gets the extra point. What was IMDb was, was not, Eight. was below Eight. nine. Wasn't okay. That? Damn, IMDb. Should have said 94. <laughs> I was going to say 93. <laughs> Jaws 2. Ron Tomato's audience gives it 38%. <laughs> Quite a drop. But do the critics give it higher or lower? Definitely higher. Definitely higher. Yeah, definitely I'm going to say lower. Yeah, I'm going to say higher too. Ooh. 37. Just a hair lower from Ali playing it the smart way. I'm going to say 48. 48 from Alex. Interesting. I'm going to say 52. 52 from Thomas. Wow. Well, I can say they did go higher. So two of you get points for that. Sorry, Ali. They gave it 60%. 60%. 
Dang. Wow. Tom gets the extra point. That's surprising. I feel like on bad movies, the audience always tends to like it more than critics do. But I know that's the thing with yours too. Again, I don't think it's seen mm. as a bad movie no. by critics. It's seen as like this is a decent, yeah, but boring sequel. And then, the, and then the audience watches it and goes, "This is shit." This is yeah. I'm gonna tell Ron Tomatoes how shit this movie is. Jaws <laughs> <laughs> 3D. Rotten Tomatoes audiences gave it 17. <laughs> percent Were the critics more favorable or less favorable? I'm gonna say higher again. I'm gonna say lower again. Ooh. I'm going to say higher again as well. Exciting. All right, I'll go first this time, Alex. I'll say 26%. 26%. Oh. Actually, no. Seems... 32%. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but that was exciting. I was going to say 19, but I changed 21%. 16%. Well, Ali is correct in that they went lower. Oh. Nice one. And it is 13%. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. Two points for you. Critics loved it. Just so you know, at the halfway point, Ali has four, Tom has three, Alex has two. Really got to stop Thank pulling you. your weight, buddy. Do we know like how many of those critic reviews were from the time? Like in the midst of, you know, three days no. or uh, this is... When you say we, I don't know. Right. Okay. Someone might. Yeah, I'm sure. I'd like to think Rotten Tomatoes. There's do. probably I mean, dates. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't of know. their reviews, I, honestly, I imagine. I think a lot of it, because a lot of the dates from back then, so reviews from back then probably aren't recorded anymore. Mm. So I think it'll all be pretty modern reviews from like DVD and Blu-ray releases and yeah. stuff like that. The Reef, 2010. Audiences give it... Hang on, what about Jaws four. Revenge? Oh, sorry, we didn't... Do, oh my goodness. I apologize. <laughs> I just skipped over Jaws of Revenge. Audiences give it 15%. But what did the critics do with the so bad it's good... Jules Revenge. This is something that we've definitely But who's saying like, so bad it's good? Every single review I've ever... <laughs> like, it's insane. This movie's on those lists of, like, the best bad movies of all time. And this is where... And I'm not saying this to pollute any of your minds. I'm just saying this in my mind when I was going through checking these to make this. What's interesting for me is Jules Revenge. No, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Because <laughs> I think it will pollute <laughs> what was your the, minds. What was the percentage? You're definitely leading us higher there. 15? No, uh, well, we'll 15. get it. Maybe. Ron Tomatoes, audience 15%. I'm not leading either way. I'm just going to say what, genre, what I've noticed that genre critics do, which I find fascinating. So definitely because higher. Definitely higher. I'm not, stop it. I'm definitely not, I retract higher. everything because I don't want to. Now I'm so brains. confused. <laughs> yeah, just forget everything I just said. <laughs> can I say the same? You can say the same. Yeah, I'm hmm. going to go 15%. I'm going to say the critics gave it 67%. Whoa. 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 I'm going to say 17%. Tom is a maverick. He's just like a roadie. fucking loves this movie. So this is the thing, and this is why I retracted it. See, do you want me to tell you why I thought that? Because you've got the whole So Bad It's Good thing, Al, which you've, you know, you were definitely leading towards. And also, because it has this really highbrow subtext about the the, the (laughs) psychodrama, I'm going to think a lot of highbrow critics would have gone, actually, this movie's massively misunderstood. People misunderstand this movie. Well, this is why I retracted, because, Tom, you're exactly on board with what I was expecting. (laughs) Because, yes, every genre critic, like the bad movies, they suddenly spike up so much higher because they're like yeah this is fucking great because it's so bad and that's what i see again and again and again jaws revenge i 100 expected it to be at like 60 percent because that's the consensus from genre critics it is lower than 15 so ali you get one more point for that 
it is zero percent wow and that means it has been rated it's not a not rated it has been rated for like 37 critics what happens if it's not rated there's just no number there's just an na yeah wow 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 Wait, I said higher. I don't get a point. Oh, said, did you say higher? Sorry, who said I low? said si- Alex did. I just oh, said, no, Alex no, I said 15. I said 18. Oh, so no oh. one gets a point. I said 16. Nobody gets a point. Wow. All right, so it all comes down to these two. The Reef, Rotten Tomatoes audience is to give it 40%. 40%. But what are the critics give the Reef? Oh, definitely higher than 40, surely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going higher too. I'm going to say 57%. 57 from Alex. I'm going to say... 67. 67 from Allie. Then I'm going to say 62. 62 from Tom. Wow. All in the same little bracket. You're all correct. It did get higher. That is for sure. Ron Tomato Critics. I mean, I teased it a little bit earlier by saying it's most people's second favorite shark movie on the list. 80%. Wow. Wow. I love that movie. Which, as we go into the final round, Allie's at five, Tom is at four, Alex is three. There's (sighs) literally all to play for. Although Alex actually, I I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) The Meg. Oh dear. Rotten Tomato audiences. Yeah, and I feel this one's the trickiest. Okay. Rotten Tomato audiences. In my mind, it was when I went first. I have no idea. Rotten Tomato audiences give it forty-two percent. The audience gave it forty-two. Forty-two percent. I'm going to say lower. I mean, let me be clear for a second. They gave it half a billion dollars. And 42%. Huh. 38%. 38% from Alexander Chad. I was going to say 37 anyway, so I'm going to stick with 37. Ooh, 37 40. Ooh. Going 40. Interesting development. I don't think we've had this before. You're all what? wrong. Oh. The critics gave it 46%, a little oh. bit higher. Wow. So that means no points for anyone. Oh. Ali wins. Well played. Yikes. Well played. That was the Rotten well Tomatoes played, game. Allie. Very good. Well I presume everyone just needs a moment to calm down. <laughs> to senses, and then we can so move sweaty. On. I'm so stressed. <laughs> Feel like Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> just having well, a Randy good Quaid, freaky Dennis time. Quaid. <laughs> well, yeah, Randy. Little, Dennis is a little Randy when he's all coked <laughs> up. <so. laughs> all right. So we do like to look at the things that happened around... A franchise. Now, a lot of the time when we get to these now, we're doing like weird fucking franchises where there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. Jaws, an annoying amount to talk about. So I had to really like curtail it down because obviously Jaws merchandise is everything. Like mm. there's just like never ending amount to Jaws. Anything you can imagine has had Jaws stuck on it. Actually, this is just for you lot. Our audio listeners will not be able to get this one. This is an inflatable Jaws. Maybe people can Google this. Giant six-foot inflatable Jaws, which is pretty standard, you know. Let's have an inflatable boy. I love the look on the little girl's face. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, man, I wish I had a pool. (laughs) I found so many cool things. But we do tend to look at, you know, we're geeks, so we like to look at video (laughs) games and comics a lot. Uh, Jaws has had, I had no idea, so many comics. Comics, (laughs) Comics, <laughs> so huh? many comics to do with George. Not for quite a while, like mostly like back in the sixties. Continuing the Brody like saga, exactly. Or well, actually, partly not. Just doing crazy shit, such as putting him in crossovers with anything you can possibly imagine. Sometimes him official. being the Great White. Sorry, yeah, putting Brucey. Sometimes official, sometimes not official. <laughs> but we've got like Marvel owned him for a while. They did like adaptations of the film, but then they also did Lost Adventures of Indiana Jones in Jaws of Death. 
which is pretty fantastic. I'm going to send you a little image of that cover here because I said, I really suggest all of our listeners check these out because they're pretty great. Is that coming through? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> wow. Look at that. That cool. That's a great cover. In 1976, we had That's DC awesome. Action Comics took over and they actually, which was before, I think that was the earliest one. They actually gave Jaws against fucking Superman. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look at that. Whoa, it's got his cape. What's he going to do? <laughs> I like how he looks mildly distressed. He's like, what? <laughs> it's like, what? What's, What's Superman? Like, does he have like some sort of ethical reason for not just <laughs> What's like... What's he got against the Superman? Well, no, like, you know, no, no, Jaws can attack Superman, but it's, what's stopping Superman just laser, eye-lasering eye Jaws immediately? I mean, it might have been a one-page comic, Tom, I don't know. It, he could okay. have just done that and moved he on. He just eye-lasers it. It's just like Superman's got some sort of ethical quandary with killing, you know, a shark, an innocent shark. It's like, stop attacking me. I, just, I, don't, I don't want to kill you, but, you know... You keep grabbing my cape. I can. You can just get off my cape. <laughs> my favorite indie one, which was not like published officially, is this one, which is Jaws versus Jason, the great white shark against the living dead. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, we have a bunch of nice Japanese ones, which, of course, uh, as the image I'm sending now, have to have naked women in because that's Whoa. how they roll. We've got some classic Jaws, actual just regular adaptations, which have some fantastic covers. Sorry, Al, uh, these like aren't Marvel. just all sharks. This is Jaws. This is specifically Well, that's Jaws. what I mean. These are the ones. There are many that are sharks that are clearly like ripping it off, but mo- these are all like Jaws. They're either saying it illegally, but they will call him Jaws. Right. Or they are, yeah, actual official. Like the Marvel ones, they owned him. So that's why all these ones are, a lot of these are official. The Jaws and versus Jason was an illegal comic that came out for sure. My two personal favorites. Which one to go with first? Let's go with this one first. One of my personal favorites is this one. Which is Jaws versus Ape, which is <laughs> such a great cover of this of Jaws like rising out of the water and like I presume King Kong just like wrestling Jaws his tail, shaking Ape. his fist while Jaws is trying to bite a bikini-clad woman. Nah, I can. He would be bigger than that. He's smaller than the shark. That's true. And my absolute favorite is a proper run from what was Marvel Comics, but they turned it to be called McQuaid Comics. <laughs> This one actually run, and it's titled At Last. In his own monthly series, we get, look at this cover, The Mighty Quint. Oh, yes. The oh, original sideburned yes. antihero is back. <laughs> oh, so we have my an amazing God. image of Quint burst with like Wolverine Like claws. Wolverine, yeah. What? <laughs> Escape the original from the belly sideburned of antihero is back. You know me, know how I earn a living is what it says underneath. Oh my God. And after I showed this to Katie, we're wow. just like, can you imagine if the last, like the post credit scene of Jaws, is just Quint like ripping out of the shark's belly That'd as it sinks amazing. to the bottom of the ocean. Just comes up. Well, you know the way George Lucas likes to go back and like re-edit his old <laughs> movies and add stuff in? Spielberg should <laughs> totally do that. I fucking love it. Uh, but yeah, I encourage everyone to... Cool. To Google all of the shark, uh, so all of the Jaws comics. Why? Why does he have Wolverine claws? Know, is it because he kind of looks like Wolverine? Is that the idea? He's got the sideburns. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, it. Yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. Unfortunately, a lot of these are pretty hard to get hold of now. You have to go onto eBay and build them through. Normally, I would have done that, but I didn't get to this till too late. So I was like, well, I'll just watch some of the images on Google. <laughs> so then, let's move over to video games. I did share a link with Alex. You have watched some of the bits that I've watched. Uh, there's a nice summary that people can watch it's called Jaws Evolution of Video Games if you go onto YouTube. If uh, Tom and Ali feel like 
playing along with us. Go at the speed that we're going at. Do the same if you're on the audio channel. We're going to start. There's a lot of Jaws video games up until yeah. a point. In 1983, we had Jaws on the ZX Spectrum. <laughs> and <laughs> I've never played this one. But oh boy, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you play Jaws jumping around in like very just like stark colored polygonal, obviously, because it's 1983. I love it. Biting little peoples. <laughs> it, it looks actually vaguely entertaining. And then in the same, well, I'm sorry, not in the same year, 1987, we moved to Jaws on the NES. I do remember playing this one. Yeah, I don't remember playing any of these, to be honest. <laughs> I've played quite a few. I've played a handful of these for sure. The, most of them weren't good. <laughs> like like the movies this one you play as a scuba diver and you're basically just like yeah <laughs> shooting all the fish i don't know why you've got it in for the fish because the fish aren't doing anything yeah <laughs> and then jaws is just like waggling around and just trying to get at you essentially my personal maybe well actually my second mm, i don't know jaws 1989 on the commodore 64 apple 2 and pc oh, yeah this one's insane it looks like you're starting in a swimming pool mm-hmm <laughs> With Jaws in the swimming pool, but the size of like a small tuna. <laughs> and you're standing on like a platform trying to shoot him. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like, is he trying to fish or is he trying to shoot him? Either way, I was on board with this one. I think <laughs> and then it cuts to, yeah, the bit where it cuts to like such a PC like overview where your screen split into like six different things. But the compass and you sailing your boat are just like terrible. I like, loved it water textures <laughs> i was like these are the games that i grew up on it's kind of cool you, i love it because you got the miles traveled when you're on the boat and then yeah it's like the the <laughs> like sonar kind of thing it's awful it's you're really awful. in it oh yeah you're really in it then you moved to 1989 jaws the computer game so the same <laughs> year as the other one and the graphic fidelity difference between that previous one and this one even though the same year is astounding <laughs> <laughs> this one was on the Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, the ZX Spectrum, MSX, Atari ST, and the Commodore 64. So on all of the, all of the things. This one looks pretty cool to me. <laughs> because it be- yeah, you've got like Quint's little image as well on the side. Yeah. It's really cool. And then it becomes a sort of like Metroidvania underwater. Like yeah, because little- you have like this little sub, don't you? And you just drop down. Yeah. And then you're exploring, the <laughs> exploring the caverns of the ocean. This feels more like what? you'd expect in like a SNES video game or something like but that. But at no point in this demo is there any shark. No, we don't see one there. I did check out some other footage. There is a shark confirmed. Okay. <laughs> then we get to probably the funniest. They skip from 1989, not till 2001 do we get an out of Jaws game. We get Universal Studios Theme Park Adventure on GameCube. And this is the funniest. <laughs> because you're playing the theme park rides from Universal, but as if they were more like the movies i guess they're inspired from but you're playing a tourist in these movies (laughs) so in this game you're walking around and you have a shark hat on yep what you're on quint's boat (laughs) yep if you're scrubbing through jaws evolution of video games on youtube it's like this is at two minutes through (laughs) you got like a shark hat on and you're just throwing barrels into the water off of the bits of your boat that have been bitten. And then the shark's coming up to try and bite more bits of the boat and you just have to throw the barrels at the shark's head. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And then we get into Xbox, PS2 and PC with Jaws Unleashed. This is the last one I really remember. Yeah, well, it's the last one. I definitely played this one quite a bit. And what was funny watching this one, Alex, I don't know if you feel the same way. It's Maneater. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, when you were going to 
knowing we we're going to talk about Man Eater, because I haven't really spoken to you about it yet, my feeling playing that game is like it looks great and everything, but it feels as far as the gameplay and how you sort of progress through it. For me, it felt like a PS1 Xbox game. And then, yep. yeah, this is... This is <laughs> then you get this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, other than the graphical fidelity, this looks exactly the same as Man Eater. And I remember it being quite exciting at the time in 2001 to have a Jaws game in 3D where you get to play as Jaws and go around and just eat people. But yeah, it was bad. And then you had Jaws Revenge in uh, 2011. This was an iOS and Android, which was like a typical tap to make your shark jump and eat things as you keep side-scrolling infinite style, basically. Which is funny. It's like a throwback to that very first Jaws game. That's true. That's true. It really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like exactly uh, the same. Yeah. That's funny. I guess that's what yeah the iPhone generation gave us was just regressing. <laughs> 2011, though, the same year, we got Jaws Ultimate Predator. This is the last official Jaws game on Wii and 3DS. Crazy cover to it. <laughs> Crazy like Shark Week cover. So when you say, when you, again, when you say official, like what makes this official other than just a shark game? And then they own the license. But like, like, there's no Brodies in it. Like, there's no Amity. No, no, no. But it's official, and they own Jaws. That's why it says Jaws TM on stuff. Like and then they can just flog their shark game with by sticking Jaws mm. on it and getting extra. Because you can't call it Jaws unless you own yeah, the license. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's not like I don't know if it's canon in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where does this fit in, narratively speaking? Now, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this one again, you play as Brucey swimming around, eating stuff. It's very similar to the last one, but of course it's Wii, so it means you have to use those fucking motion controls to make the shark do things. I do remember vaguely playing this one and I was very frustrated, but I just didn't like motion controls very much. Yeah, the Xbox one looks way better. Yeah. Yeah, which is a very similar game. And then... Last of, not officially a Jaws game at all, but we do have to, we just mentioned it, Man Eater, which came out this year. Mm-hmm. It's on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, like all of the things. Yeah, and just like Alex said, it's a dumb game. There's one of those games where you, you first start playing, you're like, oh, wow, this is really pretty. And the movement's yeah, yeah. pretty cool. But then you're like, this is just a janky, like, arcade game. <laughs> you get bored very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like it's just so dated, that sort of style of game. No, yeah. it, just, it just feels weird. But it's fun for about 20 minutes mm-hmm, to like for sure. swim around, bite some people, watch them scream. <laughs> yeah. When you knock them yeah. into the water, it's great. Yeah. And just like you have them underwater and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> is there a story mode or is it just like do whatever you want? Yeah. So this, well, the story is that it's the premise of the game is that it's, it's sort of loosely this sort of reality show about these shark hunters in Florida and it sort of follows them and this one particular shark hunter who captures this baby bull shark kills its mother and then like scars like cuts the baby bull shark's dorsal fin and he's like that's so i will recognize it when it's bigger pretty heavy and then you play that baby right. bull shark and it's like a, you kind of have to meet all these objectives in different areas and you gradually get bigger and bigger and you you sort of like slowly kill off all these these shark hunters on this reality show. It's cool. a game which if it's ever on Game Pass, then I recommend everybody downloads. Yeah. But I genuinely think it's worth playing, but mm-hmm. just not worth spending the money on uh-huh. to play for like hours. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the search for a new game as of last night, so I was thinking that could be. Uh, there you go. I mean, there okay. are better games. Okay. Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Get that instead. Yeah, you got Last of Us too. You can Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> 
we nearly just side railed this entire conversation. I can tell <laughs> Alex and I's pulled to something like that. Let's just talk about <laughs> All right. That's, I mean, again, it's too much to talk about with Jaws. So we just want to focus on the more nerdy aspects, the comics and the video games. And there's a lot of fun stuff for people to explore. I encourage you to do so. We are going to get into our list in a brief second. Ali, do you have anything to say by any chance? I have a surprise. I, th- I felt like you might. I was getting a tingle of fear. <laughs> do you want to wheel it out now or do you i don't know when you want to do it because we haven't discussed this i mean we can do it i say let's let's do it now consider this a hijack as what's coming. most yeah. of you know i know i had to give a little hint via text today thank you alex i give themed gifts every time we do a franchise alex and al have received several of these gifts tom has yet to receive any I have wrapped these gifts. I will show them to just the three of you because the people listening can't see. But we will... We can post them on our socials. So we can post pictures of them. Is Al eating his gift? Right <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, the banana represents the dorsal fin of a great white shark, roughly the same height as a juvenile. Sure as it is in one of the shark's penises. <laughs> there's only one of them, Alex. One of the two. No, there's, they got the double penis. That's what I mean. I've only got one banana. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> normally... I've been told many times. Normally, I just give these gifts out to you guys. But I decided to write up a shark fact quiz since I have Fucking been... knew it. Uh-oh. You're going to pit you... us against each other for prizes. At least, hey, you pit us against each other and don't give us anything. I know. We don't get prizes. Just for my personal opinion. At least this way, you get a present. And everybody All gets right. a present. It doesn't really okay. matter how many points you get other than... Whoever gets the most points will pick which present they want first. But again, they are wrapped, so you don't know what it is. You just have to choose based on the shape of the wrapping. So Tom's on a different continent. Does he get a present? Yes, I will mail it to you, Tom. (laughs) That's an entire... I wouldn't punish him for living not in the U.S., in fact, so, I commend I, him. Ali, if I, if I, think, I, I think America wants to punish everyone for not living in the U.S. That's true. If I win, Ali, I will, I, will, have a... I, will, I will choose the least bulky price if I, if I win. That's my point. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, Tom, do you have like a 30-foot aquarium? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a large shark. 45. <laughs> All right. So I need to... Man, I'm so bummed. This was going to be such a good surprise. And then Alex asked me surprise. if I could send shark facts. And I was like... Why? It's a fantastic I, I did, surprise. Yeah, it's great. I didn't know when you sent that message back to me that it would be because it would be quiz related. So and I only figured great. it out because I know Ali's a shrewd little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to keep score on this little paper in front of me. I already gave it to Sean earlier and he told me it was too hard. So I made some changes. <laughs> Thank you, oh Sean. God. Sneeze as much as you want. Buddy. There she is. Al shouts. Thank you, Sean. Sneeze as much as you want. All right. Question number one. Do we oh, all just jump actually, in? Actually, no, sorry. Everybody needs a writing utensil because we'll have to have you hold up your answers. I, Fair enough. I do not own a writing utensil. We can use a I, phone. You a can phone. type it on your phone and no, hold no the phone up. Phone. All right. I'm on it. I'm ready. And no cheating. Would we? I mean, Tom already admitted that he would have in the Rotten Tomatoes one before Alex he remembered. He wears glasses. Alex has changed his background to Indiana Jones versus Jaws, which it's is great. fantastic. That's the only one that makes sense, I want to say. Like, that's the one I would watch that movie. Mm. If Indiana Jones, the new one with like 90-year-old Harrison Ford is him versus Jaws. Oh, I would for sure watch 90-year-old Harrison Ford. That'd be great. 
And actually, Indiana Jones fighting Jaws would be a prequel to Jaws. That's hmm. very true. So, so he would still be alive. So that yeah. means Shark wins. Could be how <laughs> Indiana Jones finally shark. dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this idea. Someone write Tom, it. Are you creating a notepad app? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just setting up my notepad. I'm ready to go. He's just oh, okay. quickly looking up some shark facts I'm before saying, we yeah, get yeah. started. <laughs> no reason. All right, Ali, hit us. All right. Counting attacks from 1580 to 2010, what percent of shark attacks were on men? You oh. get one point if you're within five, two points if you get it exactly. Everybody write it down. I got it. I got it. My answer okay. down. Once everyone is ready, you guys can hold it up to the screen. Present. Ali, you got to read them oh, all. Your, your virtual background <laughs> prevents me from being able to see it. One second, let me change my background. Al okay. says 61. I can't read that. I'm going to need you guys to... You can just hold it up and say it, because once we've seen yeah, it... Yeah, hold it up and say it as you hold it up. Al says 61. Alex says 88. 90. 90. Tom is the closest. It is 93%. That's right. Ooh. So Tom... Oh! <laughs> Alex, you got 88, which is technically within five. So you get one point for that. Yeah! Tom yeah. also gets one point. So Al sexist. gets none. Sorry. Question two. That shark penis, Al. <laughs> Didn't want it. <laughs> Question two. As a general rule of thumb, what are the two times of day you could avoid the water based on when sharks feed? Right, got it. Snack time and snack time. Two times a day. <laughs> dusk and dawn, says Alex. Al, what did yours say? Dusk and dawn and dusk. Dusk and dawn, dawn and dusk. Tom wasn't done, so now. Tom I, is I currently typing I dawn done, and dusk. So I'm going to say dawn and dusk, yeah. <laughs> you are all correct. Yes. Weird. One but wait, point Ali, which, for each. Which order did you write it in? Did you write dusk and dawn or dawn and dusk? I wrote dawn and dusk. Damn! <laughs> So only one point actually is given. <laughs> this is one of the easier questions. Down, yeah, I am. This is one of the easier questions I added in because Sean told me it was too hard. And see, oh, it was too easy. All three of you got it. <laughs> Next question. What three sharks have the most attacks on humans? You get a point for each one that you get and you get an additional point. So this question has the opportunity for four points. If you can tell me the order. Of who gets the most, who gets the second most, who gets the Son third of a most. Bitch. What's the question again, Ali? What's the question again? Yeah. The three that are responsible the for the most attacks. three types of sharks, yes, that are responsible for the most attacks on humans. You get a point for each that you can name, and then an, yeah. an additional point if you can name the order of mm. most attacks mm. to least attacks. Mm. Are they all Alex just dick, is dick looking shark. confident. I'm feeling confident. It's all dick shark. The Australian, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick shark, dick shark. Dick shark is number shark. one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Dick shark eats at any time of the day. <laughs> what if they did a crossover movie between teeth and dick shark? And it's just genitalia Ooh, with yeah. all the teeth. Hmm. All right. God, it'd be a mess. <laughs> Tom. Speaking uh, of. Are you ready? We all ready? All right. Everybody's ready. Tom. Yeah. Tom says Megalodon, you Megalodon. You say tiger <laughs> and great white. Bull first. Bull, tiger, great white. Yeah. And that's your order? Yeah. Alex says bull. bull, great white, tiger. So I know bull's like the most aggressive, but I don't think they're actually, I don't know. I feel like they don't do as many attacks. So I've got tiger, then bull, then great white. That's cool. We all did the same three though. So you all get three points for 
getting all three of them. That's my um, there we go. However, nobody got the order correct. What? It goes great white, then tiger, then bull. Balls. That's bull. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the caveat is difficult. I thought movies lied to us, Allie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not. they do great in terms of behavior. <laughs> confirmed here. <laughs> the caveat is that scientists do believe the number for bull shark attacks is higher than is actually reported because of misidentity. Everyone's just embarrassed. Yeah, they're like, it was big, it was <laughs> no, a great white. It, it wasn't was the short, stout one. All right, good job, guys. Next question. Yeah, I'm just looking emotionally and mentally prepare. How many questions are there? There are four 50. more. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> are we here for uh, four No, there's hours? four more. I have tiebreakers just in case, but I, I don't think we'll be there. Right now, hey. Al has four. Alex has one, two, three, four, five. And Tom also has five. Oh, oh. We might need a tiebreaker. Mm. That's true. There's a long way to go. Well, there's a long way to go. Yeah, a right. lot can happen in four questions. Let's keep trudging. All right. On average, humans kill blank sharks a year. How many? I'm on down, average. I'm writing down too many. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh fuck! These are all facts that I used to know, but my brain's so bad with numbers. <laughs> Yeah, most of that was the one thing Sean was like, you can't only have numbers questions. That's not fair. <laughs> no, that's really not fair. <laughs> I have no idea. I've thrown a guess out. Whoever gets closest, oh. just throw a guess in. Who went first last time? Fuck, <laughs> I need one more minute. I need one more minute. Is just everybody ready? Tom. <laughs> yep. Okay. Al is stressed. Well, I wrote some down. I was like, is that stupid? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no right. guess is stupid, except okay. for one Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Show them. <laughs> Alex says 120 million. <laughs> Al says 60 million. <laughs> and Tom, I can't see your phone. <laughs> 5,000. 5,000. Yeah, 5,000. All right. It is 100 million. So, Alex, Whoa. you get a point. Yes. And I was we like, need I feel to stop killing stupid sharks. Like that, it's like, stupid high. Yeah. Mm. When I said stupid, I was like, it's going to be stupid low. It's going to be like, like 10. <laughs> Sharks a year for the blackfin industry. All right. Next question. Great whites can live up to 70 years old. Greenland sharks have the longest lifespan of the shark species. How many years can they live? And this one is a range. So it's blank between Sorry, blank and blank years. So great whites lifespan is up. They live up to right, 70 okay. years. And then I gave you, I told you. The oldest you sharks. Just say no more number ones. There's also the, were these we're things you've told us before. Yes. Are these things? Okay. These are, and so this I one I sick. actually put in here for Al because you had a big reaction to this answer, okay. and I was like, oh, at least Al will remember this one. I'm ready. I, I don't. Apparently not. I've remembered this one. I have not. Sorry. So great whites live for what? Sixty. Seventy. Seventy. Greenland sharks have the longest lifespan of any shark species. What is yeah. their range? Well, who knows? You know, it'd be really cute if old great whites lost all their teeth and they just became gummy <laughs> and then they were still trying to attack people, but just like gumming them. Die really fast. All right. All right. Let's do you guys ready? Thing. Yeah. Let's see it. Alex says between 300 and 400. Tom says 89 to 120. Al says 200 to 300. 250 Alex, to 300. 250 to 300. Alex is correct again. It's between 300 and 500. Fucking teacher swap. 
<laughs> Al has four points. Alex has seven. Tom has five. We have two more questions. Don't like the Meg old. teeth have been found on every continent except which one? Us. <laughs> Mars. Yeah. <laughs> really should have been listening to you. Oh, he's going straight in. Tom's he's already right in. Hold, he's helping <laughs> out. I really, I mean, I can't read your screen very well, Europe. so I don't think I'm it's actually Europe. helping I'm out. Europe. Europe says Tom. Antarctica says Alex. Al uh, says right. I've been writing furrowed brow. Was saying so. Antarctica. All I'm, right. I'm at Ant. Okay. You <laughs> so. both get a point. It is Antarctica. So Al is at five, and Alex Means nothing. is at eight. Last question. I'm and excited. there's an opportunity for two points. Scientists previously pegged the Meg's extinction at blank million years ago. That's the option for first point. Oh. A more recent study introduces the idea that they may have actually gone extinct blank million years ago. Oh, Don't hold it up right. yet. Oh, Al says, <laughs> it's still alive. <laughs> Sorry, so first the, and then the second one, right? Yeah. What they first thought and what it did. And what a very recent study, which was information oh, was published in 2019. Yeah, no numbers. I Thanks, Ali. Like... I gave you Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is when Megs were found. What what is it again? The question? <laughs> yeah, this is like or the answer. Down two random numbers, basically. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is giving me horrible like early blank not million years Zoom and quiz blank million flashbacks. years. <laughs> Like I thought and I you're saying Sean thought this was hard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a point for each answer to whoever gets the closest. And I, the exact answer does involve a decimal, oh. not a whole number. <sighs> I don't like decimals. It's just one de to the tenth, just one decimal. I don't even Come know on, what I'm... Shark boys. I don't even know what Come I'm on, guessing Come on, shark here. boys. <laughs> Al, are you ready? How, what, how, what was the exact phrasing of when they originally thought? I haven't looked up yet. I Scientists just, yes. previously pegged the Meg's extinction at blank okay. million years ago. All right. Well. All right. Oops. So Tom says initially pegged 20 million. New study pegs 456 million? No, 8.456 million. Oh, that's very yeah. specific. Yeah. Alex says 3.5, but now 4.5. Al says 36. 35 million originally, but then 2.5 million. 2.5 million. Alex is correct again. Oh, there cock. is the closest. They were initially pegging it at 2.6 million years ago and changed it to 3.6. God damn it. What did he say? What did you say, Alex? He said 3.5 to 4.5. I, I got something to confess, 5. guys. I got something to confess. As the, I'm a the second <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give you another point because you did say 2.5 and that is one of the answers. And you it put, you put it for the incorrect answer, but it's it okay. No difference. <laughs> All right, so Alex, you get to pick based on the shapes of these <laughs> presents first. Thank you, Alex, for the quiz. Thank you, Thank you Ali. Very good and quiz. And then, well, technically, Al and Tom would have tied unless I award Al a point for saying 2.5. No, it's fine. I don't need it. I was just showing off when you went the Ice Age was. Okay. Well, no, that's correct. That's around yeah, the time. So thank you get a point. Six. I know when the fucking Ice Age was. Six. All right. So there's three shapes. There's this like shapes. two-piecer, <laughs> which is Ooh. a rectangle and a tr triangular type of shape. A twofer. 
Here's the... You get them together? If you need to see... Yeah, this is one gift. Wow. That's if a, you need okay. to see how thick it is. By the way, the second gift. for our audio listeners, we Ali will does post, the best wrapping. <laughs> yes, I always... I love wrapping. Normally, like, you'd be... You're probably wondering, why would you wrap a gift one? for a podcast? Because then uh, you have to sit there and unwrap it. And you are Ali, correct. Could you, I do. Could you just give that one a bit of a squeeze? Okay. <laughs> okay. There's the thickness. Okay. Yeah. And then the final one. What do you want this. it to do with that one, Alex? Throw it at Sean. <laughs> Throw it at Sean. I will not. Have you written chomp, 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 chomp? Choice, Ali. Very tough choice. All three wonderfully wrapped. Thank I mean, you. I really love the wrapping of the first one. It <laughs> looks like a little ghost with a shark face on a there. sheet. Yeah, I want to point out for any lawyers out there that Ali has stolen the shark logo from her arch nemesis. <laughs> no, it's not. I Great drew this light. one myself. It is not the exact logo. And also, I hate there them. There's a cafe out here. <laughs> so there's a cafe out here. They are rude to me. Called Great White, and they have that logo basically. And <sighs> Ali, like, used to just send them messages on social medias saying, I love you and I love your logo. I would love it if you made a t shirt. And they would read them and not reply. <laughs> so she just kept So then I would them. respond to a story they posted of like, new merch. We've never seen this before. And I would respond and be like, but where's the t shirt? And again, they would read it and not reply. <laughs> So then she started getting and It sassy. really upset me. So then I wrote them again and said, I think I maybe just like put up arrows. We don't need to tell this story. Fuck you asshole. Alex, which which present would you like? I am going to go with the small, uh, the square kind of one, the one in the middle. Oh, okay. the squisher. The squishy yeah, the one. I tried to not wrap them too intensely so that I could Ooh, open them easily. We get the reveal easily. now. You get the now. reveal now. Yeah. Ali gets to open the present she wrapped. That's why I was saying it's a little that. ridiculous that I wrapped them because this is a podcast. And we're right. just having this fun listening to this. this Probably is... no one. Ali, you have outdone yourself. Thank you. Don't say that until you see the gifts. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen the prize. <laughs> but the build-up, you yeah. have outdone yourself. <laughs> oh, here is a... Face of Quint. Oh, it is wow. a t-shirt. Wow. I love it. I love it. Wow. It has quotes from <gasps> Quint from the movie Holy on shit. his chest. Oh. And this, so you can, if anyone wants to see what this looks like, I got it on Society6, but they also wow. have it on a website called T Public. And it's designed by his name on those websites is Dave Seed House. Dave Seedhouse. Yeah. I gotta say, you, Ali, that is that is. I gotta perfect. say, Alex, I, I think you it. picked the right one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the other two are, wow. but that's the best. So that's I Quint's that. handsome face on a t-shirt for Alex. Thank it's you. Even so much. It's not even like tacky face. It's like modern hipster. Yeah. No, cool, and like. it looks great. All right, Al. Wow. You got six Fuck. points. You pick second. Well, I think Tom and I drew, didn't we? And Tom's. No, I cried. I, cry, no, I crashed and burned. You beat me, Al. I crashed and burned spectacularly towards the end there. Well, which one is going to be easier to ship to the <laughs> Both. This one's very thin and this one's small. Oh, man. Oh. Tom, do you have a preference? You also, once these are open, you guys can totally decide to switch. You don't need to stick Ooh, with this. How, how big is your letterbox, Tom? Because that could be like <laughs> it's a ad- factor. It's adequate. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'll go with the big one because I think the smaller ones could be more fun and I think Tom should get something fun. Okay. 
We're going with the big thin one for Al. All right. Big and thin. Big and thin. <laughs> if anyone out there's looking uh, for new music, go and listen to Ben Quella's Stars. It's a great song. It is a good. It is a very good song. I can second that. Prince of Quint. Beautifully yes. illustrated. Wow. This one. I spoke too oh, soon. No. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hold wow. on. I lost my paper. Oh no, I didn't. That it's is right beautiful. here. So wow. this one I got off of Etsy, and. Is that like a hand-drawn sketch? It's, Ooh, it is initially, but this is just a print of like it. It's not print, the original. Yeah. It's so um, cool. But the artist on Etsy, you can look him up, is Castle McQuaid. That's badass. Q-U-A-D-E. Fucking awesome. McQuaid. Yeah. Like the so for our listeners, it's a, uh, so, it's, yeah, it's a wonderful painting of Quint on a blue pretty backdrop. Cool. He's got like hands on hips, a little bit of a swagger to it. I love it. Yeah. Very that cool. Is good. So that's for Al. Framed. And Allie. then Tom... Gets you outdid yourself on the this funny little For people who, by the way, who are new shape. to us, Allie, Allie gives us presents at the end of every show. That every she's time, because I love buying people presents. So going on this Quint theme, is, is Tom going to get Robert Shaw's ashes? <laughs> 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 yes, two of the gifts have been Quint themed. And this one, I it's a two-parter, so I have to open both. I know I said I wrapped them easily, but this one's actually kind of difficult. <laughs> Ali, you have outdone yourself. It's magical. For those who have been on previous shows, Ali gave us some recording equipment to make our own found footage movie, the end of the Rex yep. series. Alex and I still have plans for that, but COVID got in the way, so we are going to be doing that. Don't worry. <laughs> this one is potentially my favorite. Oh, what? So, Tom. Tom. You have <laughs> a teeny tiny canvas, which has the image that Quint, again, themed Quint, oh, you are wow. correct, that Quint drew on the chalkboard That's so of a shark <laughs> with the horn and everything. And this oh, one, amazing. I talked amazing. this, it's very funny that you're the one getting this because it's, the guy is from London, so I could have just had him oh, ship fuck. it directly to you. Oh, he shipped it from London to you. He, to me, and now I'm going to ship it back oh, to London, which man. is hilarious. Oh, um, and he's his Etsy is called the Teeny Tiny Canvas Company, and they have a lot of these. <laughs> I highly That's recommend so looking good. at his shop. Oh, his amazing. name is Bobby. He and I spoke back and forth a lot. He's super oh, nice. Oh wow! Allie, there was Allie, a stinker. Those presents, yeah. So I have one final surprise. What? Jesus! And it's something all four of us get. In addition to these. Is it the gift of knowledge? And it is the gift of knowledge of sharks. I didn't get that though. Did I see the quiz results? (laughs) It is this pin set of the shark poster, the the original Jaws poster. There's a big shark, which is one pin, and then a girl swimming above it as a second pin. Amazing. And this is also from Etsy. So you can choose how safe she is because you can put Mm. her like. Yeah, how far away do you want to put her? She never safe. It doesn't matter. So all four of us have this little pin set. Allie, honestly. Thank you, Allie. Done yourself. You're not going (laughs) to surpass this one if you're ever on another show. So you should probably never do another show. So I'll just (laughs) stop now. And if anyone else is interested in that one, the woman's name is Kelly and her shop is Curving Sky Designs. She has a lot of cool pins. I appreciate it. Hey, I will say, products. like, for future podcasts, regardless of the uh, series, any future Quint presence will be, will be really happily accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just keep on that theme forever. <laughs> I, there were so many options, and all the ones I liked best were Quint. 
So there you go. Honestly, Those Alex, are your presents. Thank you. You're a wonderful human being. We Ooh, we'll it. post pictures of everything on social media. Okay, we just got a couple more sections to get through. We're running a little long because I wasn't expecting such an amazing quiz, Ali, but it was very much appreciated. Sorry. Particularly, at, no, an award ceremony has never happened before. So <laughs> now that's to be expected. <laughs> All right, we're going to do the first bits of our ranking and we're going to leave the films though till the very, very end. We have had a weird one this time. Normally I send through like, these are the topics we're going to be talking about and we'll go away and think about it. This time we're in a bit of a weird rush and we all kind of like pitched in and then we never actually correlated which ones we're doing. <laughs> um, so it's really long. Yeah, and I definitely didn't do some of them, I'm afraid, because I was like focusing on just trying to get together the other elements of the wrap up and finishing the fucking movies that I had to watch. So we're going to do a few of them here and there and for the first time ever, like they might, we might have slightly different things going on. But something I think probably we all did was best shark. Yep. <laughs> was, yep. yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> no. no. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> best shark, which out of the movie? So are we, by, out of interest, were we including, is this just the Jaws films that this was specific to? Who wrote this one? No, I include all I, of them. I, I included all the movies in my yeah. answers. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Well, that changes my answer a little bit. So let's start with <laughs> Ali. <laughs> I have two answers. I say the reef for best shark and the meg for best fake shark. Interesting. Oh, good answer. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom? I think my, like, my favorite one is maybe the original Jaws because there's something sort of so kind of weirdly visceral about it, even though it's fake. It just kind of has a sort of heft to it that I always kind of liked. But my final answer for the best shark is the shark from Jaws of Revenge for being so hell-bent in revenge that they follow the Brodies all the way down to the Caribbean. <laughs> and, and in my head anyway, takes out the extended Brody family in different locations on the way down. And I like the fact that he toys with the psychosexual tension of the mother. So that's the he's one you'd real, go for drinks with. He's got real personality. Yeah. <laughs> Would you sleep with him? That depends what drink he bought me first. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was that pina colada one that Michael Caine had? Oh, yeah. With, a, with a little firework. Yeah, what was banana, it called? Wasn't that a banana rum or no? No. no. So, yeah, something, something like, like that. that yeah. Something rhymey. Alex. I went with the reef shark because it's a real shark. Yeah, I would definitely. and But also just the way that they, they use the footage, I think. Yeah, the way they shoot it. The most competent. Yeah, it's really I think cool. that's definitely the most, out of everything I've seen, that's the most accurate portrayal of sharks with how they filmed it. It's the reef, so it deserves great credit for that. My personal favorite shark is probably Jaws 3D because it's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 it looks like a fucking just like, yeah, fucked up, scarred, like zombie shark and I'm all in. Plus it swims backwards a lot, which is terrifying. So it is a zombie shark? Yeah. Exactly. We probably all did this one as well. Best kill. This is something that we all have each wrap up. Yep. There's both, because there's very few kills, actually, as Alex mm. uh, demonstrated in the kill count, the chomp count. Mm. But there are quite a lot of decent ones throughout. Yeah, yeah I've got an honorable mention to uh, Banana Boat Kill. I thought it was really cool. Uh-huh. I just had another one, but I forgot it. But my, my main kill for me is, is Quint's death. Mm. It's just graphic and visceral and him screaming and the blood pouring out of his mouth and you know and it's just off the back of that beautiful scene the night before when he tells that story about the indianapolis when that was blown up torpedoed so you're caring about him and it's just it's horrific like it is truly horrific and then later when the shark comes up it has chunks of flesh on its teeth it's fucked up 
Oh, that's the one other one I thought of. The one that the first kill in Jaws, the revenge, just because it haunted me mm, as a child. Right. And I thought you were going to say that one. That. Yeah. I also wrote down Quint. I think that one, without having to go back and rewatch videos of kills, that one will always stick with me. Mm. And I think it's a combination of how brutal it is and also how much you end up falling in love with Quint because of the scene that happens the night before. I would say... Same as Alex, honorable mention I put to the banana boat girl death is very impressive. Quince is probably the objective best just because of how shocking it is and bloody. But my personal favorite is in Jaws 2 when the girl sees her water ski mate go missing and then Jaws doesn't attack her. It smashes into the boat. Then she pours (laughs) gasoline on herself, then tries to shoot the shark, sets herself on fire. Then Jaws goes on fire and then Jaws blows up killing her in the process so that was my favorite yes <laughs> that was the one scene i would say too early like one good scene in this film and that's it that's <laughs> so I fucking knew you were gonna pick that one it was crazy. my favorite one is actually for me just the most haunting one which i said when we were doing them which is the first time you really see i mean you see the flippers before when you get like the classic hitchcock shot of brody on the beach seeing the first kill with the shark you know but for me it's later on when his kids are in the pond and that guy's coming out to him on a rowboat. He's like, hey, do you know how to use your mask? And blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And then he falls in the water and just you get that top-down shot and you just see Bruce mm. under the water for the first time and it mouth open coming from him. And it's just mm. so haunting. Mm. That yeah. one gets under my skin in ways that it's I think about shot. a yeah. lot. Oh, and also I have to mention, which I did mention before, the one in the reef when he first gets, when he's like floating and the yeah, shark's yeah, yeah. Yeah. And takes him underwater unsettling. Best character tough i think based on the gifts i just gave everyone can guess mine <laughs> but this thing for me like it is that trifecta like i don't know i could yeah. totally watch quentin yeah, in this movie, them... but i think i would become annoyed it would become like you know those side characters we love but when they have their own show you're actually like mm, yeah this doesn't work yeah and i feel Agreed. that way about all three of those characters probably or like weirdly mm-hmm. weirdly for me maybe my favorite character is hooper i just find him like quite yeah. funny I think, yeah, my first two would be Quint and Hooper of the three of them, just because Brody is kind of the character that is more common in films that we see. Yeah, I've got Quint down as well, but also with a mention to Jason Statham (laughs) for being Jason Statham (laughs) and just mesmerizing me. And I don't know why. Yeah, I had uh, I had honorable mentions to Statham and the Meg because he's ridiculous. Shout out to the main guy in the reef because he was like a Gandhi action man Jedi of infinite patience. <laughs> Michael Caine is hoagie because he's just banter personified. But then I think I went with went with Hooper, but what you were saying, I like Hooper. But then I thought about it. It's like, well, Hooper only works because he has Quint and Brody to play off. Yeah. But still, hey, he's, he's probably my favorite. Yeah, I like him. Favorite line of dialogue. Do we all do this one? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. We're running out, by the way, for me pretty soon. <laughs> okay. It's a cliche. There are so many good lines in that first film. Like, so many good lines. Yeah. It's a cliched one, but my favorite one is his description from the USS, the particular bit when yeah. he is like, you know, the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. And, like, and just the way he reads it is just like that. I'll never forget those few sentences of dialogue. I was reading today about that scene in particular. I don't remember if you mentioned this in the first episode or not, but he, the night that they were filming that monologue, they had several takes of, and he was really drunk. And I guess went home that night and was upset that he he felt like he didn't nail any of them and approached Spielberg and said, I need to do that scene again. Please, like, give me one more chance. And they took one take, and that's the one that's in the movie. Wow. 
It's so good. Like there's just, there's so many different moments in that monologue. Like I had it down as my favorite as well. And it's so hard to pick different moments in that because he really just takes you on this journey. And then just the ending of him saying, anyway, we delivered the bomb. <laughs> yeah. And he puts up his glass oh. and it's like, fuck, like the weight of all of that. It's incredible. I also want to give a special mention again to Jason Statham <laughs> for every time he says Megalodon. <laughs> Best word is Megalodon, but in Jason Statham's voice. <laughs> what is this thing that nobody's seen and you have no prior history of and you're not even there to see it? It's Megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line is want to get drunk and fool around. Just because <laughs> I like... I like that they bring it back in the second one. I was so bummed that no other, not only do they not repeat it in other Jaws movies, but I can't believe other shark movies have not used it as an homage to Jaws. I think it's great. And the great thing about that line is it's so earnest. It's like just so, it's such a beautiful, simple moment between them. And it could easily have just been thrown away. Yeah, and it's a a lot better coming from her than from him, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's really wonderful. Yeah, it's cool. I can't believe nobody said you're going to need a bigger boat. Surely that is uh, got a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there were so many and so many of my favorite dialogue, lines of dialogue, I've saved for a later category. So for this one, I had honorable mentions to Meg versus Man is in a fight at Slaughter mm-hmm. from the Meg. Mm-hmm. It didn't go our way, not for Toshi and not for science, also from the Meg. <laughs> 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 he looks heroic and he talks fast, but he's kind of got a negative attitude, also from the Meg. <laughs> and then I think I can't decide which of these two is my favorite. As a toss up between also from the Meg, it's proven aggressive towards boats. And, <laughs> and maybe That's Sean's favorite I'm, line for sure. And, and maybe my favorite just because of what comes after it in Jaws 2 when the woman says, Sharks don't take things personally, Mr. Brody. <laughs> yeah. Some great lines there, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've made, I think the Meg's brilliant. You just sold me on the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best shark kill method. Now, does this mean the best death? Because he wrote this one. Yeah, is this how the shark is? Is this the best death or is this the most proficient way to kill a shark? Just the the best best way way that the shark was killed, I guess. My favorite way, even though it was terrible, was definitely the electric wire. Like, that was, like, just so (laughs) fucking stupid. Like, I mean, It is very stupid. The the revenge is my I mean, original Jaws the revenge kill is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like getting, yeah. getting But there's something about the... seeing Brody just standing there, balancing on a little boat, <laughs> holding the thing up, going, come on! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Knowing that he doesn't want to be there acting in that movie also. It has to be the Meg, though, surely. Like, Jason Statham turns his underwater spaceship oh, yeah. on its side, slices <laughs> open the belly. Before he says, I'm going to make a bleed, he slices open the belly, gets out with a knife to tackle That's the right. Meg... And then sticks a harpoon through its eye as it's jumping out of the Oh, wing. yeah. Up in the air, See, this yeah. is the thing that we did that last week and I've already forgotten the ending. Mm. I was like, I don't remember. Well, it's funny when I was looking at this and I was trying to pick, it just made me realize that for any shark movie, it's like every writer and director has to get to that point of like, how are we going to fucking <laughs> kill this thing? And Here's all the ways kind of, it's been done. Yeah, what crazy <laughs> way are we going to do it? Yep. And it's just like they're all ridiculous. Mm. Yep. They're yeah. all ridiculous. My favorite's still the first one. The oxygen tank and the line, smile, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Mm. I, I really like Jaws 3D, just with the guy's <laughs> hand in the <laughs> holding oh, <yeah>. the bomb, <laughs> which then they pull the pit off and they don't even get blown up. It's so funny. 
All right, we have... Well, we have the Ali Shark Effect Award for most accurate depiction of shark behavior, but I, I did not go through, I'm afraid, files that we haven't had edited together yet. And clearly I mean, from the quiz, my memory was not good enough. <laughs> the funny thing about this question is just that it indicates that there is a correct answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is. And I didn't do a specific behavior. I just chose a movie so that... I think everybody knows well, what it's it got to be the be. reef. I was, I was just like, yeah. it has to be the reef, given that yeah, it has actual yeah. shark footage in it. Yeah. Yep. yep. For sure. Okay, so I admit I don't have any for a bit here until near the end. So this is going to be any of you who've done these least accurate depiction of a human. <laughs> Jason Statham for everything he does. In I that said Jason thought. Statham too. It's like this is the most logical answer. I actually wrote Ellen Brody in Jaws: The Revenge because I'm yet to mm. meet a person with a telekinetic psychic connection with a shark. I mean, maybe you're just How not asking son? the right questions. <laughs> yeah, true. I also want to true. give a shout out to the guy from the Reef's preternatural calmness throughout the entire ordeal. Until That's the true. end when he dies. But other than that. <laughs> Until he dies. Until it doesn't work out for him. Uh, <laughs> best scream. <laughs> Who's got this? Yep. I said Chrissy. The very first scream and kill we see in this entire franchise. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's really oh, brutal. Good. Especially hearing about how they... Got oh it yeah, to sound the, the way they did. Essentially, to get the upside yeah. down water going. Yeah, Ugh. it like go? makes me oh, so yeah. uncomfortable to think about. But it is a fantastic scream. That is a good one. I unfortunately didn't think of ones that made me uncomfortable. I thought of ones that just made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so mine is from Jaws, Fourth of July panic scene when the two boys are swimming and they have the fake shark fin and everyone's running out of the water and there's oh, just yeah. a woman holding her child going. <laughs> um, and then second to that Jaws 2 Jackie the yeah. young teenager who is the most dull character until the last act where she just oh, screams yes. for the whole <laughs> end of that film and they just get bigger and bigger and more over the top and to the point where that guy shakes her <laughs> it doesn't Good old pull it together yeah. woman. blame him yeah. pull it together I like Final Girl at the end of The Reef when she's just on the rock just screeching because I thought that's where the movie should have ended. But I think my favorite one is in Jaws 3D when they're in the like the underwater viewing area and the guy's severed head appears and they all panic and they all scream. Oh, yes. And then the guy, <laughs> right. the girl has, somebody puts her hand on her back and her face goes up <laughs> against the glass and she screams. That's hilarious. Oh, I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right we got best joke line and worst joke line who has these i put down everything jason statham says for both yep mm. yeah. <laughs> anyone else yeah i couldn't remember specific ones but i ended up and i sent this to you guys finding a um compilation of all of michael kane's <laughs> lines from yeah. the revenge oh it's so good the whole, that yeah. i recommend people watch that yeah. he's awesome and there's just a joke in there that is the best and worst joke where he says, oh, I wish I could do a Michael Caine voice. He's like, I knew a one-armed piano player once. It took him two minutes to play the one-minute waltz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, sorry, Ali, do you have anything to add? I, yeah, I said best joke line is you're wearing a sweater, which Brody says to Hooper when he unbuttons his shirt because his chest is so hairy. And worst joke line <laughs> when Jake says, maybe he only likes white meat in a terrible accent. <laughs> Best pickup line. I mean, mm. I feel this like the one franchise, has on his there profile. is no, 
Yeah. yeah, there's no shortage of pickup lines in this. Yeah, the angry, I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder. I've dreamed of nothing else since I was a small boy. It's pretty hard to beat. Although I did find yeah. one that we forgot to pick out in the Meg, which I might use as well, whereas uh, his ex-wife says, how about you just try something new so the rest of your life isn't a vast wasteland of misery and solitude? That was uh, pretty compelling. <laughs> I like, I bet I can overcome your childhood fears. Yeah. Which was yeah. from 3D. Desperately unattached, lonely, confused, generous, and loving to a fault. It's all in my eyes from Jaws yep. 3D. That's a great one. But I think when I get drunk and fool around is the... Yeah. Is yeah the that's the, that's the, the top yeah. contender. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. That's, a, that's a genuine one that There's some work. funny ones. The world yeah. the one you need specific locations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Best shark roar. We're into our last couple. This one I did have some... For me, yeah, it is in the original version, at least of Jaws of Revenge. The roar at the end is insane. Like, oh, insane. See, I put, yeah. I put Jaws of Revenge because the whole yeah. thing is like they're meant to be driving it crazy. So the roar has an extra layer of just kind of annoyance. The shark's like, fuck's sake, like stop, yeah. you know, pissing me off. It's like an, it's irritated as well as evil. Getting, getting under my gills. Yeah. So mm. I, that I said that same one, but mostly because I like that the sound editor refused to make an original sound and instead used the Tom and Jerry roar because right. he thought the idea yeah. of a shark roaring was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> So yeah. I am choosing that to commend him. I mean, thinking of that scene now just makes me sad that the original shark death has yeah. been cut. Because that whole mm. build up of it roaring and him flashing the light and it coming up and roaring again and then to be impaled. Oh, magic. So funny. And then our last one is best Brody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to criteria this. <laughs> I gave some I mean, honorable mentions. What do you feel in your heart? Huh? And then I have a serious answer. My honorable mentions are coked out Dennis Quaid. Coked out Dennis yeah. Quaid, yeah. And Absolutely. sexy sweater model. And then my serious answer is obviously the original Chief Brody. Yeah, same as me. OG Brody takes it, but Dennis Quaid, Brody for being a crazed cokehead. Yeah. Honorable mention. I actually went for um, Jaws 2 Chief Brody. Oh. Uh, a little bit more trauma, PTSD, and the fact that he puts cyanide on bullets and then goes apeshit at the beach <laughs> and shoots the water. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Like but while shooting like pretty past awesome. children. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like I wanted to see more of that Brody yeah. in that film. I'm just like this man that's just deeply, deeply troubled. <laughs> okay. We are running a little long, however, I apologize. Because There's another quiz. Because it's the actual quiz now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> oh, because man. I didn't realize what was gonna happen with Ali until this morning. And, and it is customary. Was it my text clear. that gave it away? It was. It was. But I didn't have time then to like trim this down or anything. But we can just like, we can blitz through it. And you actually just gave the answer to one of them in that summary to do with Tom and Jerry. So that one's gone. So we're already oh, on question left. There you go. Got it. All right. Same uh, deal. Write it on our notes. Yes, please. I don't have presents for you though. You just have a warm feeling of accomplishment. And to prove you've been paying attention throughout the movies. All the questions I will ask you will be things that I believe we covered throughout the series let me know when you're ready yep okay we're gonna start super super easy for one or two points what was what's the, the name of the movie almost for one or two points what was the name of the shark in jaws and what was he named after one point for the name one point for who it was named after let me know when you're all ready we will proceed okay alex has switched off <laughs> okay i'm ready he's ready all right Alex, read out yours. It's called Bruce, and it was named after the shark prop designer builder. Allie. 
I said Bruce, named after Spielberg's lawyer. Tom. I said Bruce, and I have absolutely no idea who he's named after. That is not the person, Tom. Ali gets two points. It was indeed Spielberg's lawyer. But you all get one point. So congratulations. Question number two. Which two actors argued constantly during the filming of Jaws? Which two actors were arguing constantly? Just couldn't get along. I'm enjoying using the strike-through method on my pages document right now. <laughs> uh, then I get frustrated because my straight line won't be perfect and then I'll do another one and then you got two and then it looks messy. I used to get told mm. off in school for putting too many underlines under like titles of stuff because I was like, well, this is the most important thing, but I've got two other things. So that one has to have one line. So this one must have two. So this one must have three. <laughs> I think you're going to say I got in trouble putting too many underlines under lines. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much what I was doing. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Alex. That is what you said, yeah. <laughs> okay. Alexander. Me too. Thomas McCann. I also said that, but I wrote Quint on Hooper. I will accept that. <laughs> you all correct a point <laughs> to each of you. It's almost like you've all been paying attention. There was originally a different director for Jaws. His name was Dick Richards. <laughs> Dick Dick. 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 What was the main reason he was taken away from the project? Do you remember? There was a key. There were a few things, but there was a main reason that it just didn't work out with old Dick Dick. Thomas is ready. Tom <laughs> wrote down his name. <laughs> Tom wrote down. Oh, sorry, Alex wrote down because they didn't realize a shark would have two dicks. And Ali has written down. He kept referring to the shark as a whale. It's like, so we have this opening, the camera's going to come from underwater, we're going to pan it, we're going to see Amityville, and then a giant whale's going to come out. They're like, what, what are you dish. talking about? <laughs> what nod to Jaws 1 is featured on Brody's porch in Jaws 2? What nod to Jaws 1 is featured on Brody's porch in Jaws 2? Oh, on his porch? Yeah, you're going to see it on his as he porch. walks by it. And we did talk about it very briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Tom wrote down a dead shark. <laughs> Just, I mean, that's more than a nod. <laughs> Alex has written down the rifle he shot the shark with. Good guess, good guess. Ali is fucking hitting it out of the park. Uh-huh. One of the barrels that they use to keep him down is there as a flower pot. Ah. That's really cool. Well played, Ali. So I don't want to break it to you both, but Ali's at five points and Alex is at two and Tom is at two. All right, so they're doing Jaws 2. They get Roy Scheider back. He didn't want to. He did it because he was paying off a debt to Universal. But what film did Roy Scheider walk from that he then had to pay off the debt to do Jaws 2? I think I know it. He walked from a movie and Universal were like, you know what, we're pissed with you, but you have a contract deal, do Jaws 2, and it's forgiven. He was like, but I don't want to. I'm like, well, this is the movie business, sir. If you want to work in this town again. Do you... (laughs) Tom's written down deep throat. I feel like he's got his prize now, so he's not in it to win it. <laughs> Alex has written down deer hunter. And Ali has written down, I don't remember a rare sentence that we might hear from Ali. Alex, you're correct. He walked from deer hunter. I was close. And then had to pay off. Tom, you were very close. close. <laughs> very, very well remembered. Alexander Chard. How big was the shark, the main shark? In Jaws 3D. Mm. How big was the main shark in Jaws 3D? Ba, 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 
hope everyone during this piece, it's important to have peaceful moments in your life. So I hope everyone just chills out when things get quiet, relaxes. Do we have our answers ready? Yep. How big was the shark? Ali, start with you. 35 feet. Tom says 35 feet. Alex says 35 feet. You're all correct. Yeah. It was, in fact, 35 feet. So that means it's fairly close. What was Jaws 3D originally called? Do you remember it had quite a weird history before it was made? Lots of different iterations. And there was a crazy thing that was going to happen with it. What was it called when they were originally pitching the movie? Alex has gone into the recesses of his mind. Because I I remember who was going to make it. But I can't remember their goofy title. I can't help you, my friend. I can't help you. Ali's ready. Tom is ready. Alex is procrastinating. Are you ready? Let's do it. Alex says, Jaws 8, 1, and 2. <laughs> Tom, is that what you meant to write, Alex? Like as in, yeah, Jaws 8. Oh. Nom, nom, 1 and 2. Well, I got it. Tom, National Lampoon's Jaws. <laughs> Ali says, Jaws 3, People 0. I'm going to give a point to both Ali and oh, Tom yeah. because, yes, the full thing was National Lampoon's Jaws 3, People 0. Ah. That's it. Parody film so tom and alex are on four ali is on seven one of the lead actors lead, we've got lead. five more questions one of the lead actors in jaws of revenge couldn't accept an award because they were filming jaws the revenge <laughs> who was it and what was the award possibility for two points here say that again repeat one the question, of the please. lead actors in jaws the revenge could not accept an award because they were busy filming jaws the revenge who was it and what was the award for a bonus point which lead actor, which awards show? I mean, if you want to go to the exact thing that they're winning, then I would give you five points because you won't get it. <laughs> Ali looks so excited yeah. for a second. <laughs> You're already way ahead. You calm down, all right? Doing fine. Tom's written down Michael Caine and the Razzies. Alex's written down Michael Caine. Do you want to hazard a guess at what award show, Alex? Just for why not? Uh, yep, Golden Globe. Golden Globe. And Ali said Michael Caine and the Oscars. You were all correct. It was Michael Caine. So you get a point for that. Each. Ali was correct. It was the Oscars. He won an Oscar and couldn't collect it for the film Hannah and Her Sisters. He couldn't collect it because he was shooting Jaws. I I don't actually know. I just know it's for Hannah and Her Sisters. All right. Last few questions. Why couldn't Murray Hamilton reprise his role as the mayor for Jaws the Revenge? There were meant to be a whole bunch of like little cameos, we got a few going on. He was meant to be there too, but he couldn't. What happened? <laughs> Tom has written dead. Alex has written he died of cancer. And Ali's written sick wife, question mark, cancer, question mark. Oh, yeah, that rings a bell. Mm. I think it's sick wife. Well, here's the thing. Ali's correct in that there was a time, and it was in the first film, I believe. It was no, second film, when his That's wife right. was sick. Yeah, so he couldn't be around much for Jaws 2 because his wife was sick with cancer. Very tragically, he did then die of cancer just before the filming of Jaws Revenge. So oh. Alex yes. and Tom can both have a point. <laughs> Not that I'm celebrating his death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to rearrange these in an order so that it makes sense for dramatic effect. The Meg features the same shark sound effect as when the shark was killed in Jaws. But my question is going to be, this sound effect had already been used in a film prior to Jaws. What was the film? And I'll be honest, I don't know if Which you mentioned Which sound it. effect? The shark? 
Yes. When the shark is killed in Jaws, there is a sound effect that happens, a type of roar that happens in Jaws 1 even. It's just more subtle than some of the sequels. But that sound effect had already been used prior in a film. What was the film? Did you mention this one? I believe I did, and there'll be a reason not to become clear, but I'm not going to say, obviously, mm. just yet. Tom looks excited. Tom has written deep throat again. <laughs> they get the sound effects from Tom and Jerry and porn. King Kong from Alex. Jurassic Park from Ali. Clearly doesn't know how time works. Yeah. <laughs> from Jaws? Yeah, Jurassic Park. It was before it's 93. Jaws. Oh, no, but it, oh, sorry. I said it took its sound from a film before Jaws. Oh. Like it, the sound had already been used I thought before. you were saying a sound was used, oh. taken from Jaws. Well, I'm afraid you're so far ahead. We're not going to give you any extra. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You were all wrong. It was actually used in Spielberg's prior film just before Jaws, Duel. He uses the sound, which again was from another film. We've covered it in our podcast, Duel, obviously. The truck, when it goes off the cliff at the end of Duel, roars and it was a dinosaur roar from a previous so movie i'm kind of right <laughs> he stole <laughs> and then he reused it again for jaws as a nod to his first movie hmm. all right so here we go we got a two-parter to end things ali is on nine points alex and tom are both on six points there is the possibility here for alex and tom to win wow you just said it's a two-parter well it's two-parter but the works. second part has three points okay Question number one. What director was originally going to shoot The Meg before John Turtletaub replaced them? There are a bunch of people thrown around, but the one just oh, before, yeah. the one who was like really like kind of locked in. And I can make things a little easier if you want. Which genre director was originally going to shoot The Meg? Yeah. Because there are other directors who were floating. Yeah, I don't know if this guy's a floater or if he is the one attached, but I got an answer. Are we doing first part now? This is the first question, yeah. Next one will be worth three points. Okay. But it's a carry-on. Tom's not quite ready. Tom's not quite ready. I don't have an answer. I give it, I pass. Pass it. Tom's out. <laughs> Throw it in the towel. I can't think of anyone. Eli Roth from uh, Alex. Eli Roth from Ali. You're both correct. Gosh. Eli Roth. Ali just made your life harder though, Alex, because she got a point for that. <laughs> I know. So now you have the opportunity to get three points. Alex, you can tie with Ali. That's the best that can happen. I'm sorry. What were the three reasons that Eli Roth was taken off of the project? There were three key, in in our words, in the way we discussed it, there were three very key pivotal things that meant he didn't get to do the project. What were they? I remember this all right. (laughs) Obviously one point per correct answer. Ali's got a cool pink pen that she's writing things down with. She's poised and ready. Alex is in the resources of his brain again. Three reasons you said, right? Three reasons. Ali looks very confident right now. Very confident. You finished that super quick. Okay, let me just uh, come up with a quick last one here. I mostly just remember discussing this with Sean right after we recorded. Oh, there you go. Okay. Alex has written down he wanted to play the lead Jason Statham role. He wanted it to be more horror-based, and he wanted the albino shark from the original book. Good memory, Alex. Ali, what have you written down? I said he wanted it to be R-rated. He wanted to still have a $150 million budget and he wanted to star as Jonas. I'm afraid afraid Ali is 100% correct. Wow. (laughs) Three points, Ali. Well played. I'm very proud of you. I mean, I'm not even adding it. Ali's raced raced ahead. (laughs) No point. Congratulations, Ali. Once again. Thank you. 
All right, you can all be thankful. We are now in the final moments of our show. <laughs> Although, to be fair, this is still shorter than the regular ones. That we, do. we are now going to place the movies in order. I'm going to be very quick with my summarizations of the movies that we've done because I'm going to be giving a we've little... We've talked about them enough. Yeah, and I'm just going to do... I would more like to just give a paragraph on the other films that I had to go through. Otherwise, I did all that watching for nothing because this is the moment <laughs> that I get to finally talk about them. But I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. Who shall we start with? Let's start with someone who has panic on the face. Alex. Yeah, how you going, Al? Yeah, woo! <laughs> List, okay. <laughs> um... So number one, oh no, we're starting from the back end. Yes, yeah, always starting Shit. from the back end. I feel like, uh, I feel like okay. this is just no. like Michael Bay. No. Sorry, Tom. What? What's this? Because everybody knows everybody's going to pick the same number one, right? Like I feel like counting down to number yeah. one. We is, hope so. Well, yeah, but like, what, yeah. Okay, what's going to be your number two? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, cool, cool. Very exciting. Mm. <laughs> so I think the number one. Yeah, we we pretty much all know what that's going to be. So Someone think, should change it really quickly just to shock sh- our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Choosing everything around that, I think has come down to my first personal preference is like what's creates the most tension and what is the most spooky or what is the most fun and what am I going to enjoy the most mm-hmm. watching with friends. So am I including also the shallows? Cause I watched that extracurricularly. Yeah, I would like just include whatever sharp movies that you've seen that were in the cinema. Okay, so my least favorite is The Shallows. (laughs) (laughs) That's easy to tack on. (laughs) Out of everything. Yeah. Wow. Worse than Jaws of Revenge. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I didn't have fun with that. It was just, I, I just really didn't enjoy it. I think even if I watched that with people, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is a really fun time. Rubbish. Coming in after that is, I am going, oh, fuck, it's tough. Probably (laughs) Jaws 2, just because it's competent, well put together, but it's it's just a bit boring. It lacks even sort of bad quality fun. After Jaws 2, I think would be, these two are tough, The Meg. You know, yeah, Jason Statham is great to watch and is just impressively bad and there's just some really shocking moments in that but then also there's some really cool action sequences but yeah there's just not a, like the narrative in that's just so silly and there's too many characters and I hate it I really didn't like it <laughs> coming in next would be Jaws the Revenge just so silly but it's so weird it's I don't know Jaws Revenge and Michael Caine. I, I think that's gone up in the rankings because I watched that Michael Caine clip before we did this podcast. <laughs> Just that part. And also because the start terrified me as a kid, so it has to get a good mention. Next would be Jaws 3. Coked up Quaid. Love it. Bad effects. Love it. Silly backward shark. Love it. Lady pressed against the glass, which I had forgotten until Tom brought it up. Fucking love it. <laughs> I could sit with you guys right now and put this on and have a really good time. And my second coming in number two would be the reef. Really bad opening at the moment they're in the water. It creates, it's, it's the kind of shark film that I enjoy, like that does create real tension and fear. And you kind of live through that with those characters up until the end. So I really appreciated that. And then obviously number one goes without saying by, a vast distance and I don't think any other shark film has come even close to getting creating what Jaws did and then yeah Jaws number one easy 
Thank you, Alex. I think that's Done. a fairly sensible list. Some interesting decisions in there. Ali. <laughs> so I will give a quick shout out. I did not rewatch these movies before this podcast, but I have seen The Shallows, 47 Meters Down, and the second 47 Meters Down. Oh, I forget wow. what okay. it's called. Uncaged. Uncaged yeah. I agree. The Shallows is terrible, other than Blake Lively is very fun to look at. 47 Meters Down. Fun. I remember what? <laughs> fun, inverted commas, to look at. <laughs> fun. I enjoy looking at her. Okay. 47 Meters Down, I really enjoy. I think it's the common thread between all of these movies other than Jaws is that none of them seem to be good at character development <laughs> or drama yeah. or dialogue in general. So that's assume that all of them other than Jaws, I have that feeling toward definitely happens in 47 Meters Down. The order of those three for me would be 47 Meters Down, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged, The Shallows. I remember Uncaged being really fucking stupid, but I remember loving the set. <laughs> It was like an underwater archaeological dig site or something. And I thought that that was really, really cool. So shout out to those movies. Starting at the bottom of my list, I have Jaws 2. Same as Alex. Really unclear who we're supposed to be focusing on. I have forgotten everything other than the smoking eyeballs at the end of the movie. <laughs> After that, I have Jaws the Revenge. I think it's ridiculous and... The only reason it's above Jaws 2 is because it has some character moments that I enjoy and some characters that I felt like I was rooting for. Whereas Jaws 2, you don't really know who the characters are or who to root for. Above The Revenge, I have The Meg. Again, terrible movie, but I have more fun watching this again with friends. I wouldn't watch any of these bottom three by myself. Jason Statham and the little girl are the only two actors I enjoy think do a good job in this movie i really love the way jason statham says it's megalodon i'm not going to try to recreate it because i can't <laughs> number three so three and two i went back and forth on a lot and even now as i'm looking at it i'm like they could go either way so these are pretty equal for me for very different reasons but at number three i have jaws 3d <laughs> it's hilarious because it's terrible I love watching Dennis Quaid. I can't believe I, how high up that film's ended up on so many. I, lo <laughs> I love that we're in SeaWorld. I think it's insane that they just let these actors swim with the orcas and with all the animals. I guess this was before any of the big, big news stories happened or came out. But it's I definitely enjoy being in that setting. Second, I almost feel guilty putting the reef at number two because, again... <laughs> The dialogue and drama is <laughs> abysmal. It is so bad. But it's, I'm very, very happy that it's pretty much concentrated to the beginning of the film. As soon as the actual story starts and they're in the water, it goes away for the most part. So I think if they had tried to keep introducing it throughout the story, I would maybe put this lower. But yeah, I love that the shark behaves in a way that is normal to shark behavior. I think the people behave the way anybody would in that situation other than tom's favorite person who is jesus and gandhi that's the one that i think i would be more excited to show to people between that and jaws 3d again depending on the mood that you're going for but if they want to see another shark movie loving jaws i would tell them to watch the reef and then obviously jaws is first with a shrug can't beat it jaws 
And I would watch that one by myself. I wouldn't watch any of these other ones alone. None of them. Wow. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. I did for this, but I wouldn't then rewatch <laughs> them by myself just for fun. Capital T, Thomas. What is your... By the way, I just noticed that both of our t-shirts, while being completely different, look exactly the same when you just see like the top of... Black, black t-shirts with black t-shirts white square frame. i mean you could ask me this i feel like if you had asked me this three hours ago i would have given you a different answer you could ask me this any day and get a different ranking because the, the, the movies are so just weirdly different and hard to rank but bottom i'm gonna go with the meg because a movie that ridiculous and big budget has no right to be as just dull as it is throughout Fifth, I had Jaws 3D because it sucks and I really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, the effects are awful. I, there's plus points in it, but I just, I did not get it. I thought it was awful. Number four, Jaws, I put down Jaws 2 and I, I, this is the hardest one I have to rank because it is... Now, what's it, happening? It, it's the revenge huh? above Jaws 2. Yes, it is. Jaws 2, I, I had it last. <laughs> I had it like... I had it higher up. It's competently made and it has the most sort of continuity with the first one. And Brody's in it, which like just raises the whole movie. But, you know, for everything we've said, nah. Jaws of Revenge is number three because it is just so insane. It really appeals to me. I like the banana boat death and the opening death and the how they kill the sharks cool and Michael Caine's funny and just the whole concept is just so batshit. That I have a, I think I have a weird soft spot for it. Number two, the reef, which you know, pretty forgettable, but solidly made little in the horror movie. And yeah, number one, obviously Jaws, because it's Jaws. It is Jaws. Also, just wanted to mention about the reef. I've scoured the internet and I can't find any reason to that sausage scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you look hard enough, you on need the to internet, meet the director. <laughs> All right, again, I'm going to go as quick as I can, but I spent a lot of time watching these movies, so I do want to focus on the ones that, yeah, aren't the ones from the franchise more as I place all of these movies in order. This is every cinematic shark movie post, I don't know, 1990, I guess. All the way down at the bottom for me. So I tend to split mine into categories of like the ones that you should just burn, the ones that are like, if you really like this genre, watch these, you'll get something maybe. And then the actually good ones that I would recommend to people. So in the bottom of the just burn these movies, I have a film called Surrounded or Frenzy, depending which territory you're in. Burn. This movie is very bad. It's about some <laughs> vloggers who, oh boy. who go to like an uncharted little, little sort of like, not even an island, it's just like a, what do you call it, a crop of a little hill crop thing in the ocean to explore it apparently but they're playing crashes on the way and then there are sharks in the water this is like one of those movies where like it was a, it got a i think a very brief cinematic release but it was meant to have a bigger one and then eventually it just went over to sci-fi i think which tells you a lot about it but it is infuriatingly bad to a point where i kind of want people to see it <laughs> like the acting is just like watching people just like go like i'm giving this everything i have but they have nothing to give and the things that happen in this movie are so preposterous like you have like these two sisters like trapped on a tiny bit of wooden decking and they are looking around like how can we kill these sharks and then there's like some rocks above them and then you just cut and they somehow have got they can't get out of this wood by the way because there's water everywhere they somehow got a rope tied to a massive plastic like polystyrene rock that's like cartoonishly looney tunes big and they're there ready to like then lure the shark and then pull the rope 
and then make the rock fall onto the shark's head as it comes out of the water. And I can't... <laughs> it's so bad. Like, it's just so, like, gobsmackingly terrible that I want other people to go through the pain I did. Just slightly above that is Deep Blue Sea 2, which came out, I think, last year, maybe the year before. Burn. Took, like, 19 years to get to the sequel of Deep Blue Sea. And it's basically a remake of Deep Blue Sea, but with a bit of piranha thrown in there. <laughs> what yeah. sounds like i should avoid it yeah do you mean yeah. piranha the movies or actual piranha well no they have the sharks or and both. then the sharks have babies so it's all about the little baby sharks trying to get them basically mm. <laughs> it's just a shrug of a movie it's just one of those straight to dvd like movies where you're like everything's just so fucking tv movie like it's really stupid the one that I can't get to because it comes out after we record, but not before this goes up, is Deep Blue Sea 3, which actually has a slightly more interesting director and like Tanya Redmayne who in it, who I like. So I'm actually slightly excited for Deep Blue Sea 3. Just above that for me is Jaws of Revenge. I just found it completely dull. Just above that is Shark Knight 3D. This movie is the movie every time I go back to it. Tom, you'll appreciate this. It's like the Platinum Dunes remakes, you know, of like Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, like Texas Chainsaw. Every time I go back to them, I'm like, this is the time I'm going to love it because I know the production values are good. I know we have like competency behind it. But every time you're just like, oh, it's just so soulless. And that's what Shark Night 3D is. Like every time I go back, I'm like, I'm going to love this movie. It's just a bunch of guys in their swimming trunks, a bunch of women <laughs> in bikinis by like the entire movie. They're just in bikinis and swimming trunks, like for the entire film. And I'm all up for let's just have a sexy fun time with like, glossy sharks jumping around and it's like that for about half an hour and i think that would be enough to put off most people but then it just like nose dives into the worst like josh <laughs> from blair witch is in it and it's embarrassing oh, wow. embarrassing <laughs> it's just so insulting and it turns into a whole story about people rather than about the sharks and the people but and then the great idea of like a, uh, i don't want to get into it it's really really fucking bad it made katie very angry <laughs> watching it Jaws 2, I've put just above that. Again, just like you were saying, it could go much higher, but I just don't know what to do with this movie. It's just like, I just never want to see it again, basically. <laughs> and then just above that, which could go in the middle bracket, to be fair, is The Shallows for me. I remember seeing it and not liking it. I remember coming out and not liking it, texting Tom, and you actually liked it when you saw it. Yeah, I, I did really. I don't remember much about it, but I remember really like, I like those kind of high concept movies where it's just like this setup and you, you know, how does she get off the rock kind of thing? Yeah, I do too. And there are moments in it that are fine. It's shot like a national geographic film so like it looks beautiful but how that should look it doesn't look beautiful how an actual movie with narrative should look you know it's very strange and i don't know it's just all it's just really obnoxious I and mean, when the shark finally gets introduced it's just like well not finally introduced but when you really see it more it becomes like looney tunes like the ending of it is ridiculous like alex you just saw it a couple of weeks ago didn't you but like that ending how she kills the shark is yeah ridiculous but there are there are definitely worse movies then in my middle bracket, you got Open Water 3, Cage Dive. I mean, I hated it from the beginning, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's like competency with how it's shot, but that's about it. And it very much likes focusing on her butt as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the way she takes off her shorts by sort of bending at the hip, yeah. like, a, like a stripper. <laughs> Which again, I'm fine with in the right context. I don't mind like a sexy time in movies, but it just felt so like, okay, I don't know what this movie's trying to do. There's yeah. a seagull in it, and that's the only character I cared about. Open Water 3 Cage Dive is found footage, the only found footage shark movie that I could find. And you know what? It's all right. <laughs> like it gets really bad later on. That's the problem. That's why it's kind of low because it gets really bad later on. And the characters aren't great. They're a bit obnoxious, but it was much better than either of us thought it was going to be. And there's genuine moments of fear in here because there's, there's like a shot in this 
Well, they're at night in the water using the camera and it goes night vision under the water and their legs are like kicking. And then you just see a great white swim by them. And it's not fake because it like knocks their feet. Like it like the <sighs> tail of it like hits into their feet. I don't know how they did it. I mean, it maybe well, I'm intrigued. Fake, Al. But it looks really cool. I'm intrigued. There are genuinely great moments in it. There's just a lot of shit in it as well. So it's a tricky one. Then I've probably got 47 meters down on caged. I just double build both of these again last night. I actually enjoy 47 meters down. It's just a dumb, stupid movie. But it's the same director, same DP, same everything, pretty much as the first film. Just a completely different story. And yeah, Ali's right. They go to this Mayan underwater like temples. <laughs> and it's like, you think... I just want to spend be- time exploring that. Yeah, you're just like, are there going to be ghosts in this as well? And the shark in this is insane because the design of it looks amazing. It's like a great white that's been trapped down there so it's gone blind and it looks like a <laughs> fucking terrifying monster. But sometimes the CGI doesn't work very well, sadly, with it. But, you know, it's really stupid and I think quite a lot of fun. It's nicely made. It's very nicely made. And it should probably go higher than the rest of these. Bait. You know what? Actually, I think I should go quite a bit higher than somebody's, but whatever. Bait is my next one. That's the Australian one where a tsunami washes in a bunch of sharks into a I love this on paper. I don't love it in the trailer. Yeah, it's not a good film. But the story, like, <laughs> I want to remake this so badly, but set it in a mall rather than a supermarket. Because so much, <laughs> if you did Dawn of the Dead meets, you know, Jaws, like, there's so much cool stuff you could do with this. And there's a lot of fun moments in it. And it's got some good production values to it, even though it's pretty cheap. But it's, yeah, very stupid. There's a whole, like, section of the film subplot about these people trapped in a car and the water's just like a few feet above their car. So like they're in the car and you'll see the shark like swimming by their windows like a lot and it just looks really cool. Then maybe the Meg above it. Again, I don't know really the order of these ones because they're all bad in very different ways. Like I have enjoyment with the Meg when I watch it with people, I do. But it's really stupid and lots of problems, but there's a lot of competency going on. So Then I rewatched Deep Blue Sea. I haven't seen that in ages. There's some, I really, there's a lot of stupid things in Deep Blue Sea. Like there's a lot, like the CGI is terrible. The animatronics are fantastic. The animatronics still look phenomenal for a movie that's 20 years old now. But the CGI is terrible. A lot of the scenes are terrible. Like just all the scenes with LL Cool J as the chef are (laughs) unbelievably eye-gougingly bad. Poor LL. So bad. And then it ends the film with his song. Like, my head is like a shark's fin. (laughs) You're like, what is happening? (laughs) Which, by the way, Deep Blue Sea 2 starts with a song about a shark as well, and it thinks it's James Bond. It's just like a woman <laughs> swimming around sexily in slow motion to James Bond music. Yeah, I don't really like Deep Blue Sea, but it is a movie. It's a proper movie. It has a story, and you can watch it. So then I got Jaws 3D just above that, because again, it's worse than all of these, but I have a lot of fun with it, and that's what's counting for me. So I can't, would I watch it again? Yes, I would. And then the one that honestly has been the hardest for me and I have no idea where it goes is Open Water because Open Water is a film that has had so many accolades that when it came out was like a huge deal, was one of the biggest indie like successes of all time and I haven't been back to it in ages and I come back to it and it looks god awful, which is fine, but it was in that pre-HD digital era so it looks like standard digital definition but it looks like they don't even have a boom guy. Like the sound sounds like it's in camera for the beginning of the movie. The acting's terrible. It just feels like the worst little student movie. Like it feels as cheap as it was made for. That said, it becomes very effective still once they're in the water. But it does it like, I don't think it deserves the credit. It does it accidentally because this is trying to be a movie. But everyone at the time, I don't know if you remember Tom, but they all accoladed it as like found, this is Jaws meets Blair Witch was how it was mm. sold. But it's not a found footage movie. 
it's meant to be a movie, but it just looks so cheap and sounds so cheap that our brain like digests it as found footage, which makes it effective, but that's not actually because by design. <laughs> it doesn't know? really matter though, does it? I mean, if it's effective, it's effective. But it's effective, but the whole time you're also like constantly woken up by like, okay, this is kind of cool, but then you're also like, no, but that doesn't make any sense because this is a movie like, cutting. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucking weird movie, and I don't know. What Unless there's like a third person there the entire time that they just never address, just <laughs> yeah. filming them because they're uh, too the wrapped up in their own petty bullshit. The ending of it's really stupid. And the last three are the only three sharp movies that I think people have to watch, <laughs> which is The Reef for me at number three. Again, first half an hour, don't like it, but then it becomes great. And I do think the most accurate sharp movie by far is The Reef. And then for me, hands down, forty-seven meters down is my number two. I think it's genuinely a, a great film. It's a monster movie, though. It's not accurate like The Reef. Like, this is a silly monster movie, but it does it really well. Again, the first 20 minutes, not the best, but after the other films, pretty good. <laughs> but there is an, there's a line that I quote quite a lot of Mandy Moore in the opening of this where they've like been out all night partying with two guys and they're on the beach and the sun is right up the next morning. Like The sun is up, up, not even like rising. And she's obviously been asked to improv. You just had fun. You've been out drinking all night with these guys. You're having a good time. And she's just like, going, whoa, I'm having a good time. And then she screams, I could do this all night while she's standing in the sun. <laughs> it's like, you just did it all night. Oh, it's ridiculous. But once they get in the water, so many moments, even last night rewatching it, and I've seen that movie made five times, so many moments I'm like, oh, I just get like chills. Like the setup is so horrible. Okay, I'll drum roll. What's your number one? <laughs> of course, Jaws. I mean, I knew it would obviously be Jaws. I was hoping more might end up in that top bracket of these are films I would recommend to anyone. But instead, there's only three I would recommend to anyone. Maybe six I would recommend to shark fans, you know, and then a whole bunch to burn. It's a big drop. So it was time it's well like spent. Mariana Trench. It was. Can you read them out from bottom to top of just the ones we covered here? Jaws Revenge is at my bottom. Jaws 2, The Meg, <laughs> Jaws 3D, The Reef, Jaws. Okay. And we will be back with this show, by the way, next year or the year after, depending on COVID, when Meg 2, The Trench. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They're all of our lists. This was a super long wrap up. For... <laughs> it was fun, I though. fucked it Two up quizzes. by introducing <laughs> my own segment. Loved Everyone it. Amazing presence. We all learned something. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me on this. We're going to give our handles and sign-offs, and then I'm going to just quickly announce what we're going to be covering from next week. So I'm Mr. R. White on all the social medias, as well as on Xbox and PlayStation 4. Please play video games with me. Alex. I'm Alexander Chard at, on Twitter and Instagram. Don't find me there. Don't play video games. <laughs> he doesn't like online. No, Al is asked me many times. And I've ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. Just down in autumn on everything. You are. It's true. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And Allie. I'm just on Instagram as Allie Sue. So I guess I was about to say for the first time ever, Alex, but it's not quite true. We cover Star Wars and that's an ongoing franchise yeah. that we do. That is our only non-genre franchise. As of next week, we're introducing a much discussed. It's been like two years trying to figure out how to do this and whether to do it. A lot of people wanted to, us to do more director stuff. When I want to say a lot of people. I don't mean people listen. I mean the hosts. <laughs> we wanted to do director <laughs> retrospectives. But yeah, the audience has not asked for that at all. <laughs> um, so instead we decided we're going to stay within the genre world, but we're going to stray a little bit from horror, partly because we need a break and partly because we're going to run out of franchises fairly soon. 
So we're going to try for one series. And if it works, then it'll be like maybe one every three series we're going to do one of these. Dipping our toe in a different genre. And it's going to allow us to do some of the bigger shows that I've been scared of because I didn't want to do all the research for and they weren't horror specific. That will be stuff like Jurassic Park, maybe Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man, MCU, stuff like that, essentially. We, from next week, are going to be covering all 12 theatrically released Batman movies. And this is going to take us all the way up until nearly the end of the year. (laughs) So this is 2020 pretty much done. Merry Christmas. (laughs) We weren't going to be doing Candyman. That's been pushed twice now, so we're not putting anything around that. We'll try and do Candyman at some point, maybe after Batman. A different type of man. (laughs) The way we're going to do it, we'll get into that next week when you hear it, but it won't be just me doing all of the trivia on it, which will be fantastic. (laughs) I'm very excited about that. We will have four hosts again because this worked really well. Other than for the wrap-up when we go on fucking ages because there's four opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be us four. It will be Ali returning for Hi. Batman. Alex returning for Batman. Hi. And <laughs> as much as we did want Tom to come back and he kindly offered, we wanted, if we could, to get 50-50 women and, and men. And Shannon jumped at the chance <laughs> to do a podcast with us that wasn't horror-related. Aw. <laughs> so she is very excited <laughs> to get to talk movies that aren't spooky. So yes, it'll be us four, Shannon, Allie, Alex, and me. And we'll start that next week, and that'll be the next 12 weeks of your lives. So we'll <laughs> All right. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate it. Have a lovely... Thank you for taking us on this watery ride, Al. Yes. I'm glad we did it. It got a bit weird. But I'm glad we did it. <laughs> it is, it is. That's our own fault. <laughs> all right. Hey, Tom, just a quick question before we leave. Have you, have you had any hits on your Tinder with the <laughs> up- updated... Um, bio unfortunately not no i had to change it out of uh i was uh it, it was as calm Too it, many was, it was as calm as the you. amity seas <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll blame covid for that not the yeah. incredible lines of dialogue <laughs> all right well good luck with your tinder tom uh I'll, I'll talk to at least two of you next week until then we're out geeks geeks geeks, geeks.